evening, everybody. What's up, y'all? What's up? Uh, another Monday. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth? All right. We have an action-packed show. Um, there was one development that I didn't get a chance to put into the docket, and that was Lucas' ascension. But we can talk about that um, as we go on. Um, so, yeah. Uh, one second. All right. Um, so, if y'all are ready... Unless y'all want to shoot the shit for a couple of seconds to get more people a chance for more people to come in. Let me uh I'll be right back two seconds. Okay, that's fine. Uh so I guess to shoot the shit, let's just start by saying, um don't know what to do with myself. Um, because I told you I already protest the Olympics and it's that. Um but Outside of sports, because I want to save some shit for sports. Um, my boss got fired today, bro. What? My boss got fired today. After 26 years, they fired her um, wildly, which is um, still kind of in shock because it's like it's different. Does she when... funds? Or, 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 no, or not at all. Um, <laughs> the thing is, she was doing her job. And it just seemed like people, you know, the new, the younger generation is coming in. And what they do is they team up to get the older people out. Mm-hmm. And once they're out, they don't know what to do with themselves. It's like, oh, shit, we, wait, wait, we actually got them fired. Now what? We have to eat each other from within now. So now it's like they got rid of something that they thought was a problem. But they only created chaos for themselves. Which, I mean, that's how it usually goes. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's still shitty, though. Yeah. I mean, that's after 20... <laughs> and oh. she didn't see it coming? Well, that's the thing. Um, w- with most jobs now, at least in the past, like, i say five to ten years, they started that PIP shit. So they put her on PIP like a month ago. And anybody who's never been on PIP, um, you know for a fact that when they tell you you're on PIP, you pretty much have 30 days to figure your shit out. That is their way of saying, we want to fire you today, but we have to actually give you a second chance. But the second chance is being like, yo, just get your ducks in a row now because, yeah, um, get all your insurance in order. Do all your doctor's appointments and visits and shit because we're about to let you go pretty soon. That's what PIP actually means. I yeah, was yeah, gonna, I was just going to ask because I've never heard of PIP. I didn't I didn't know what PIP uh, like stood for, what it meant. So I can, I can explain what a PIP is because I've been on one. <laughs> a number of times in my teaching career. Uh, so a PIP is called, it's a performance improvement plan. And basically what Greg, uh, what Greg said is basically you got 30 days to get your shit together or, you know, you got 30 days to get your shit, shit together. Most people get their shit together, but for the majority of people, um, a PIP means like basically what Greg said, get your affairs in order, start polishing your resume, um, get all you know, get all your appointments and everything uh, in before because because uh, in thirty days we're going to fire you. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm looking right now on Cure, and it says consider it a warning shot across the bows. It is the first required legal step to firing you. So it's their way of saying, okay, well, they have thirty days to get their shit together. We also have thirty days to find a replacement. 
Meaning, like, if we don't find a replacement, we'll figure it out and we'll start training the right people. Um, right. They, they don't take away anything that you're doing. They're just hoping that you continue pretty much doing your work for free. <laughs> and <laughs> it's disgusting to think about because, like, okay, we're already paying this person anyway. And instead of going and doing the, what do, what do you call that shit? Uh, like a severance package, basically saying they're going to pay you your remaining PTO and shit. Right. Like, no, they're hoping that you just work that 30 days out. Knowing that, you know, a performance improvement plan, if you're on that, you're not going to be like, well, you know what? I have vacation, so I'm going to take vacation. You're like, no, I'm going to try to do the best I can. But exactly. like, no, like, fuck <laughs> that. like we, we've already considered you gone in our heads. We're just pretty much just giving you, you know, a, a second chance to kind of like make a, a good impression for your exit interview. And, and that's pretty much what it is. Um, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so Greg is. Greg is uh, oh, uh, so yeah, Greg is absolutely correct, and I can I know that I can I, I definitely can speak from experience uh, for being on a pip. Please don't ask why I was on a pip, um, <clears throat> but it is basically uh, it gives the organization uh, the opportunity to like shadow to shadow post your position, meaning they're looking, but they're not. You know, they they haven't made the position public because you're still on the job. Oh, right, but they, right. But they are looking for, <clears throat> but they are looking for, they're looking for replacements. But they can't really announce anything until you have either resigned or have been let go. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also reading another thing from someone who you know actually like helped read and state this thing before we get to the sports. That's really quick. It says. Considering that a uh, PIP or a performance improvement plan, it is a formality. The end result is to get you fired with no repercussions against your employer. Who initiates a uh, a PIP in the first place? Your manager, who does Mm -hmm. not like you or want you under his or her employment for one reason or another. What do you need to do? You are given a 90-day heads up where you have the option of riding it out and going on unemployment. Or see it if you can find another job within that time frame. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, so like I said, I was I've been in that situation a bunch of times and <laughs> too many to count. Um, so I can speak from a teacher's perspective, like especially at a charter school. Like it's it's it's, it's harder to fire a teacher, um, a unionized teacher in a in a school in a public school district because they have union protection because you know they have that there is a process that they have to follow in order to terminate a unionized teacher before charter schools or private schools your pip is basically your 30 your pip is your it, it's like how we give employees uh two week two week or 30 day notices that we're that we're going to leave the position that's the organization saying hey in 30 days in 30 days, we're going to fire you because um, basically what a PIP is, is like that's your, <laughs> that's your pre-termination notice. Yep. And unless, you know, <clears throat> you know, now there are some employees who have the potential, but, you know, need a little bit more season in the training. A mm-hmm. PIP is a way to like give them that season in the training. Like, all right, we're going to put these steps in place to help you succeed. And we're going to help you. You know, we're going to guide you through that process. And then you have some. 
And then you have some employers and some managers and you know some supervisors that they don't want you, or they've yep. seen enough, and I, you know, we can't fire you outright because we can't, you know, we can't fire you because we don't have cause, direct cause, and if we do, you can sue us, basically. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Let me let me stop you there. I'm going to read this because we want to get to the sports test tonight. So it right. says, in most private sector corporations, a PIP is a precursor of employment termination. It is given as a formality to minimize liability for the company in the event the employee in question sues. Notice Q just mentioned the word suing. Let's continue. Mm-hmm. HR's main, if not sole, function is to protect the company's interests, not the employee's. Therefore, a PIP is basically a way for your employer to later claim that the company made every effort to make things work, but that you simply didn't measure up. Look at it this way. When a company and most importantly, your boss values your work, they might include areas of development or improvement on your annual or semi-annual review. It is only when they're trying to get rid of you that it gets placed formalized into a PIP or Mm -hmm. that a formal investigation takes place. I have never seen a single person survive a PIP. The worst case I've seen, again, I work in the private sector, is when employees fulfill their PIP and still get fired without a good reason. This is because most states are under at-will employment laws, meaning that they can fire you for any, any for reason, no at reason any time. Right, at, right. At, at any time. And, and, and I'm like, is, I, I'm sort of in the same position like where I work, because I have a state job and yes, I'm I'm part of a union, but it's the same thing though because I, I guess with, with with the state job they can you know we don't necessarily have the pip, but they can you know they don't have to give you a reason for firing you. But you're you know also, what I mean. You're also in a right to work state, so even though you're a unionized employee, mm-hmm. right to work gives the employer the right to fire you for any reason at any time. Right. Well, yeah, true, true. Yeah, because you're in a right-to-work state. I, I'm, assuming. I'm assuming. I'm pretty sure it is. I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'd have to fact-check it or whatnot, but like right now I'm not positive, but I, I think it is. You're right. Yeah. But, ladies and gentlemen, you you, you got a, a quick little quip of what would, you know, be called our, our LinkedIn that's not what y'all here for y'all ain't here for that cue take it over sir I will take it over you have been listening to uh, our LinkedIn section of the podcast which is not sponsored by LinkedIn but maybe we should go after that sponsorship but anyway all right, let's go ahead and get the show on the road. <laughs> let's get the show on the road. Sorry, you hear crickets in the background. I am outside for the moment. Um, but anyway, in five, four, three, two. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. I am your boy Q, and I am proud to be joined by the other two voices you're going to hear on this show tonight, and they are. What's up, y'all? I'm, this is uh, Lou. I uh, hope everybody had a good week. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. All right. All hey, what's right. up? It's Greg. We back. Let's go. Yes, we are back. And this is now week three of not having a drink. This is this is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little weird. It's a little weird. Um, but I, I, you know what? I would say this, 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 these 
two weeks in a day without um, alcohol have been pretty good. Like I've gotten s- sleep. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel a little better. So maybe it was maybe it was a just in in do thing. So yeah, that's that's that that's that. And, and plus, you know, um, your liver needs to recover sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so you said, so in pre we were talking about employees and other things. So let's talk, let's, let's shoot shit a little bit about sports, um, and things that, things that you notice or something that you, something that you learned from watching from all the sports news that happened this week. And we're going to go into in depth later. Um, but something that you was intrigued by or you learned or that, that struck out for you this past week. Go ahead, Greg. I need him to rephrase, rephrase the question for me again. So basically, basically we're doing a, what did you learn from the last week in sports? Like um, something that intrigues you or uh, that you learned or whatever from the past oh, week. Um, a, a lot of people are being overpaid for doing the bare minimum. And there are a lot of people who... <laughs> honestly just they deserve it um that's the only way i can put it like the people who work the hardest get paid the least and the people who are barely scraping by get overpaid it's just like the real work first you know workforce but it's in sports so that's how i feel personal opinion okay lou what about you um i'm glad the olympics are over um it was, I don't want to necessarily say painful to watch, but like, you know, unlike past years, it was just very, very boring to me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course, you know, I, you know, you, you, you're watching whatever event it was and, you know, you're rooting for USA, of course, and everything like that, but it just didn't have like, I mean, I said this a couple of weeks ago, like nothing really had that wow factor. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I, I don't want to cut you off. There, there was something no, that I, I caught in the news uh, about the Olympics that y'all decided to watch, even though I told y'all to protest it. Which I, you know, y'all don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> there, there was uh, a piece of news. Q, please feel free as I'm talking about it to look up the article because I would love for Q to actually read this article. Um, okay. This is an, an alleged story. It actually fucking happened. Um, one of the jockeys or the, the person who actually rides the horse at the Olympics slapped the fucking horse. They, 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 oh, I did I see that story. Yeah. And the only reason continue. I'm saying only reason I'm saying slap is because punch is the operative word. And we don't condone like animal cruelty here on this show at all. But the fact that in the Olympics, all the stories we have said over the past three weeks, they meant nothing compared to you physically slapping a fucking horse. Like at at that point, I knew the Olympics had completely jumped the fucking shark. You slapped a horse. <laughs> what? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, keep talking about it. I'm actually looking at the. I'm getting the article yeah. right now. I'm just um, firing up my computer. Yeah. Like for me, the Olympics have honestly they they got to the point for me where the stories were actually better than the sports you were watching. Um, from. You know, people doping up, people doing drugs, then the whole situation with like the gymnastics, um, the women's back, all, all that stuff. Nobody actually cared about the sport. 
of the Olympics. Everybody was talking about the celebrations, the antics of the celebrations, the genders of the people who won the, you know, the, the like sport and that nature. Um, not even the, the countries who won their medals. People were actually concerned about the vaccinations in those countries. Like there was an article I was reading about like Jamaica and like them losing an event was possibly because of the high volume of the vaccinations. I was like, okay, at what point are we going to actually talk about, you know what? In that sport, that person won by such and such margin because of this. And it wasn't something that was political, you know, politicized or something like that. But what took me out absolutely is the article Q was going to read about this fucking punching the horse. That shit for me, I was like, you know what? I'm done. So, yes, I, I had. I have the story right now. So um, the headline is German German coach kicked out of the Olympics for punching horse that wouldn't jump. <laughs> what? <clears throat> this, I, I'm sorry, but this is the first I've heard of this. I, I honestly, honestly, goodness, I have not heard about this. Always. So this happened. So this this story was published on Saturday. Uh, okay, so here we go. The coach of Germany's modern pentathlon. Pentathlon team was kicked out of the Tokyo Olympics on Saturday for, of all things, punching a horse. Kim Raisner was caught on camera slugging the horse and urging rider Annika Sklu to really hit, quote, really hit, unquote, her mount after it balked at jumping through during a pivotal moment in Friday's competition. At that point, Sklu was in the league. She went from 30th, from 1st to 31st and left the arena in tears because the horse, whose name is St. Roy, would not budge. Still, there was no excuse for her coach's behavior, the Modern Pathlon Foundation said in a statement early Saturday. The, UI, the UIPM executive board has given a black card to the Germany team coach, Kim Raisner, disqualifying her from the remainder of the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Now, mind you, this was Saturday. The Olympics ended yesterday. So, <laughs> really, what, what ban the suspension was that? Anyway, her act, quote, her actions were deemed to be in violation of the UIPM competition rules, which are applied to all recognized modern patent competitions, including the Olympic Games. Uh, Germany's Olympic team chief said earlier the coach had been pulled out of the men's individual competition. He also demanded urgent rule changes from the International Federation. Rule, quote, rules must change in such a way so that a ride, so that rider and horse are protected. The focus must be on the welfare of the animals and the fair competition for athletes. We also consider that an urgent review of the incident is necessary, especially in terms of animal protection, and that the national and international federations draw their conclusions. Uh, so okay, I, I got I, a question. Go ahead. Um, you, you said uh, for animals and for the you know the riders or athletes to protect themselves. How the fuck is a horse going to protect itself from someone punching? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, what what you going to do? Put his hooves up? I mean, I, I, I don't get more it. So I think it's more so like you you want to protect the animal. You want to protect the animal, of course, uh, but. In, in protecting the animal, you have to look out for the athletes as well because it's the athlete that, or in this case, the rider, the jockey, that is controlling the horse as they're riding it. So it, it like it, it basically goes hand in hand. Um, uh, the good thing is wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't the rider who did this. It was the coach. So the coach mm-hmm. absolutely gets suspended. I think the rider. You know, a, a, a rider or a jockey does everything they can to protect their to protect their horse. That's um, true. They do everything they can to protect their horse, and that 
why you see like if a horse gets injured um yep. especially if it's a major injury they don't want the horse to go through any misery they just put him down put the horse down they put the animal you know they put him down or euthanize him to prevent them from having you know going through agony and pain um because it's not like you know of course animals are not like humans they can't tell you what's going on with them they can't they can't tell you that oh shit i'm in a lot of pain right mm-hmm. so um that's why you see like if there's a major injury to an animal to a horse they don't even try to they they do what they can to try to save the horse or try to save the animal but nine times out of ten they put the animal down or well, they, they well, you the animal I sent Q and Lou the actual video so they can watch it while I actually talk and like try to compartmentalize this before we move on really quickly. Um, basically, with this, um, like Q said, all this stuff actually happened and it's definitely animal cruelty. It's something that's really fucking stupid. Um, people are going to say when they listen to the show back, they'll say, oh, well, you know, this is the second, you know, coach that the horse has had. So it's, it has to be the horse. At some point, like, you know, you realize the horse is still being a fucking horse at the end of the day. It wasn't expecting for you to fucking ride it, prized horse or not. And for me, like animals and sports, I'm sure some people would say why I'm one of those people. But there's just as many people like, you know what, like, I don't see the problem with horses and animals being in sports. Cool. My issue is the fact that clearly the fucking horse didn't want to do that. So not only is, you know the person riding the horse but the horse is so they're being penalized and they are looked down on like well, do we put them down because they you know the one time they didn't want to do it would just happen to be on the big stage of the olympics it's really it's really fucked up to think about and it's just one more notch for me personally when it comes to the olympics because it's like oh like it's not even the sports that we're talking about when it comes to the olympics it's the people in the fucking olympics itself the people organizing it, the people playing in it. So the, the point where in the past three weeks, Lou and Q, we, we literally talked about the people who organize, the people who do the photography, the people who do the behind the scenes shit, the athletes. The, like, there's so much shit that happened with the Olympics that there's no point in even like you didn't have to watch the Olympics to know anything. Your phone was going to tell you every seven minutes. This person won gold. This person won silver. This person won bronze. This person has the most all time this person did this this person was a rapist and you know guess what like they had to put him in a completely different hotel because he couldn't be around his teammates like it's certain shit it's like oh like i know everything about the olympics without having to watch it but i know that so um so i want to give it a little more uh uh, context into the incident into the incident going just going further into this article go for it uh so uh, the modern pentathlon is a venerable Olympic sport dates back to 1912. Athletes complete in five different events, fencing, freestyle, swimming, equestrian, show jumping, pistol shooting, cross-country running. The athletes don't get to choose their horse, and they're given just 20 minutes to warm up their mount and bond with the animal. Ev- evidently, Shlou and St. Boy failed to click. Shlou had a commanding lead going into the show jumping. But with each refusal, the German's frustration grew. She finally exploded with a scream that echoed through the empty stadium as tears poured down her face. Her coach urged her to hit the horse with Raisman's orders to really hit it, hit her live back in Germany, triggering a rave of criticism. Raisner herself 
punched the horse once above the back leg. Uh, now, going even further, top ranked Michelle Goyas in Ireland, um, Nat- Natalia Cole suffered similar fates with their horses as they saw their own metal hopes crushed, dropping out of the top ten and out of contention. I didn't know that part that they that they don't get to choose their horse. I, I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know either. It's not like you know, like with the triple crown, where the jockeys, you know, the riders, the the, the riders bond with their bond with their horse, right? And, you know, and all to take twenty minutes. That's like speed dating. <laughs> You know what's going to happen next to this, uh, the, the coach or the rider or whoever? PETA is going to be breathing down her neck. Oh, absolutely. And if, if, if she has, you know, um, house pets or if she owns a farm with animals or whatever, <clears throat> she might as well forget it because they're not going to let her do it no more. They're going to just, they're, they're going to go and, you know, go however far back and see if there's any, you know, uh, uh, you know, cases with her, you know, uh, beating other animals or horses, whatever. So yeah, yeah. Peter's going to be breathing down her neck as soon as she gets back home. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, actually, Greg, I'm glad you brought that into the, we can just segue. That was actually the first topic of the docket. We can just skip the rest. Uh, I, Actually, before I, <laughs> no, no. I want to talk, I want to talk about what I learned. I want to talk about what I learned this past week. The um, United, the United States men's Olympic basketball team was the worst team ever. How the hell they won the gold medal? I will never, never, ever, 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 ever know. Like this was. I can tell you team. why. This was the worst co- constructed roster in the history of, of USA basketball. You said that though, Q. Remember, you said I did. Yep. I did, I, but I, but I also my take was I I I said that this team was not going to medal and <laughs> prove me wrong, prove me wrong. Um, like this was the worst constructed pasta ever, and, and oh my god! So now, Javale fucking McGee, <laughs> Javale mm-hmm. fucking McGee. He's a three time champion, NBA champion. And now is an Olympic gold medalist. Along He's the Kevin Bacon of basketball. Yep. Along with, that, now, 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 mind you, his mom, Pamela McGee, won gold in 1984, I want to say, mm-hmm. in the Los Angeles Olympics. Yeah. 84. So, they, so, shockingly to say, he made history uh, with that gold medal. He, he, he and his mom are the first mother and son tandem to win Olympic gold. Let me just tell you this now. So in 10, 12 years, when we're trying to figure out how the fuck JaVale McGee ended up a Hall of Famer, it's going to be, it's going to be nights like these. I'm telling you, it's going to be nights like these. fucking McGee. The more, the more I talk about JaVale McGee, the more I like the guy. <laughs> the more I'm really... <laughs> Every new piece of news that comes out for him is so positive. It makes him a likable person. This and is now like he the, plays for Phoenix. <laughs> you see what I mean? Phoenix. Oh my God. I'm telling you, if Phoenix gets a ring for redemption of them losing last year or last season, you know what? 
Can you imagine him having four rings? Easy. Like, easy. Man. Pack it up. Just, just pack it up. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! All right, so going deeper, so going, and, and this is the last one of the story. But I also, I really want to talk about this because this is this is a milestone. Um, aside from Allison Felix, who is the most decorated um, Olympic U.S. U.S. Olympic, actually not even U.S. the most decorated track runner in Olympic history, who nearly died after child, you know, giving birth to her daughter. And she won bronze in the 400 and gold in the four by, in the four, was it a four by four? And gold in the four by four. Like, that's just, she's amazing. But I, but but the thing I really want to talk about is the women's uh, basketball team winning their seventh straight gold medal. And Diana Taurasi, and um, Sue Bird winning their fifth. Every team they've been on, <laughs> every Olympic team they've been on, and they've been on the team since 2004, have won gold. They make it look so easy. They do. They, they do. <laughs> and here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Sue Bird is 41 years old. Diana, Diana Taurasi is 39. But mm-hmm. you want to do it again? And, and they probably will, but Dawn Staley won't be the coach. She said after after the game on Saturday that she that, that she's leaving um, USA Basketball. Mm. Must be nice, but I'm just just like, but she's but you see the difference between the teams, right? So mm-hmm. the women, they take this shit seriously. Like, they take this shit seriously. Like, the new crop for players who are on the team now, the, the Ariel Atkins, the, the um, Skylar Diggins-Smith, uh, uh, Aja Wilson, uh, Brianna Stewart. Those, that's the future. But you got a pair for, you got Sue Murray, 41 years old. 41 years old. 41 years old. Diana Taurasi, 39. And Diana Taurasi teased after the game that she could be in Paris in three years. Did you did you uh did you say Brittany Griner too? Brittany Griner, yeah. Cause I'm I I I'll be honest, I didn't watch much of the uh women's basketball, but I caught a little bit of their uh the, the gold winning game and what she had like thirty points. She had thirty points. She, she was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was like it, it was her and it was Asia Wilson. Like <laughs> Asia Wilson, whew, that in South Carolina, them South Carolina folks, like <laughs> man. Uh, shout out to the Gamecocks. But all right, so moving right along. That's how Olympic talk. Thank God it's over. We don't have to talk about the Olympics until the winter when the Winter Olympics are in Beijing. Shocking to say. But moving right along, mm-hmm. let's get right into it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he just went right past that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's get it. Actually, let's save NBA for, for later. Let's go right into the NFL. Let's talk about Josh Allen. The incoming, let's oh, yes. the incoming, this season, soon to be most valuable player. 
sign at a contract extension, and then we pull up the exact details of it. But he signed it. He signed an extension, a five-year extension. Yeah, five-year, a massive five-year extension. Uh, for oh, not even five years, six years, two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars, million dollars, uh, which includes a sixteen million dollar signing, sixteen and a half million dollar signing bonus, a hundred fifty million dollars guaranteed, and an average annual salary of forty-three million dollars. Uh, and so for this year, he's this year he's playing on his rookie contract. He's the last year of his rookie the last year of his rookie contract. So his base salary this year was nine hundred twenty thousand dollars with this um, with a six point six million dollar signing bonus, a two point six million dollar roster bonus. Uh, and then next year it jumps to four point one million in two thousand twenty three, jumps to twenty seven million. I'll say this, um, Josh Allen. No excuses, absolutely none. They gave you the bag. You gonna have to carry that shit across the threshold. Um, absolutely. Like there, there are none for him. Um, they they've given him everything in a handbasket. Right now, the his only competition is Patrick Mahomes, and and I mean that shit. Um, at this point, like you know, you, you have all the weapons: offense, defense, special teams. Um, there's no reason why you are not up two touchdowns to start the second quarter of the Super Bowl of next year. Notice, I'm, I'm not even talking about the season. You should be up two touchdowns starting the second quarter of the Super Bowl. I, I'm not going for anything else. And the reason for that is there are a lot of other teams who are just as capable, but not only do you have everything, you got everything and you didn't ask for shit. They gave you money that you didn't even ask for. They just threw it at you. Why? Because they know for a fact that they would much rather you play in Buffalo for the next four to five years than saying, you know what? If Tom Brady retired, he can go and play in Tampa. So that being said, Josh Allen, the ball is in your court. Literally, I need you to go and prove Q right. He called this shit last November. Last November. Sure did. So. You got the money. All I'm going to say is I'm watching. I'm not going to be watching a lot of uh, football teams this season. We're going to be doing a sports desk on Mondays. We, we, we might have to be watching, doing some live watches. But I will say, Buffalo, you on my radar. And the reason why you on my radar is when it comes to athletes who are overpaid and athletes who got the bag, I'm looking at them like, okay, you got the bag. What the fuck are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it, Josh? Let me know. Absolutely. Week, week one is going to be very telling for him too. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's going to prove a lot what you know if he's worth the money or not. And I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking on this just because I'm a homer or nothing like that. But he's going up against the Steelers' defense, mm-hmm. and they're no joke. I, 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 I'm just guaranteeing right now they are not. They're they're good. <laughs> yeah. They're good. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Now speaking of. Quarterbacks who's waiting for extensions. We have the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. All right, all right, Q. Before you even do this, let me just let me just get it out of the way. 
Go ahead. Let me just get it out of the fucking way. Um, I have nothing for him this week, so Q, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do it this week. I just uh, go. So please, okay, okay. So Lamar Lamar Jackson, former most valuable player in the NFL in 2019. All right, son. We need to talk. We need to talk. In the past nine, in the past 11 months, no, not even 11 months, in the past nine months, you have tested positive for for SARS-CoV-2, that's the scientific name, the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, twice. Mm. The first time you tested positive, there was no vaccine. There was only like maybe one or two variants. Excuse me. So I'll give you a pass on that. I'll give you a pass on the first positive test. On the first time you tested positive because we were all going through the shit together. Right. So pass. You get that pass. You get that mulligan. Right. You just came off. You just tested positive for the second time. And it was probably the Delta variant this time. In a press conference today, it was either yesterday or today. I think it was yesterday. No, it was today because it came out today. You said, quote, when asked about the vac- asked about getting the vaccine, your exact words, and I'm actually about to get them right now because <laughs> I love I love dealing with facts. <clears throat> you said. I have to think about getting the vaccine. Sir, you tested pod, you, you've gotten COVID twice. I think that should mean that. <laughs> Get the fucking vaccine, you dick. <laughs> Get the fucking vaccine. You can't fix stupid <laughs> at all. Oh, and I'm glad you brought that up because what the next topic after we talk about Lamar Jackson being stupid and and <clears throat> and not wanting to get the vaccine. Now, mind you, he did say he did say that um, I need to do more research. Okay, I get that. That's fine. You know, there is there, you know I I totally get and understand vaccine hesitancy. Is it's a, it's definitely a real thing. It's definitely a real thing. But if you're you tested positive twice, twice, twice in less than a year. Twice. Twice, sir. Twice. I think I think I, I think it's time. <laughs> go ahead and get go ahead and get poked. You can get poked once. If you get the if you get the the Johnson and Johnson. You could get, or you can go ahead and get poked twice with the with the. You can go ahead and get get poked twice. It doesn't really matter. Um, get go get the vaccine, and and if anyone else that's having the uh, vaccine hesitancy, it's safe. It's effective. Uh, it's about to get full approval in the next couple of weeks. Go get the vaccine. Get, get, get you. We don't need more people. And here's, here's me going on my soapbox. We don't need more people dying unnecessarily because they are because they won't get a vaccine that's free and effective. Keyword free. 
You don't have to pay for it. All you got to do is show up to Walmart or wherever they're offering or your local pharmacy, or you can walk into it. You, you can walk in any, basically anywhere they're offering a vaccine and get it for free. I'm like Jimmy Walker on the, on the, old, on the, on the Medicare commercials. It's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm convinced you can't change stupid. Like, you know, like our boy Lou said, we, we, we've just gotten to the point where it's like, what, what is the point? I'm honestly, I'm so sick of talking about COVID. I ain't even going to bring it up. Not this episode. Okay, but I will so here's, say this. Oh, okay, let, me, let me just finish this last point. Um, go ahead and I'll, when it and comes I'll to Lamar show. Uh, 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 go ahead. Okay. When it comes to Lamar Jackson and any other NFL player, um, even if you don't believe in that, you know, talking about COVID, because I told you I don't want to talk about it, um, you're fucking up your money because the NFL has clearly said, you know what? Um, one of three things is going to happen. You're going to lose money. You're going to get sick. Or guess what? Your teammates are going to fucking hate you and not want to play with you because you done got them and their family sick. I just, I'd rather not risk the shit. Um, I would just rather opt out because here's the thing. You're going to get your money. You, you still will get your money. But that, you know, one or two games that, you know, you decide to catch the shit for the third time. That, that's going to be a problem. Or, you know, you can be like a lot of people like we just talked about last week who all of a sudden want to get the fucking vaccine went on their deathbed Lamar not wishing it on you at all bro all I'm gonna say is don't be stupid don't be stupid there, there are a lot of people who like you but you, you're convincing us every day that you know what not everybody gonna make it not everybody can come to the cookout and yeah you're showing you're dumb you're, you're definitely showing you're dumb okay. that's all so, I'm gonna say this was his quote uh, <clears throat> excuse me again. Lamar Jackson asked if an unvaccinated quarterback puts a team at a competitive disadvantage. He said, quote, I'm just going to follow the NFL protocols as much as I can, as best as I can. I'm not worried about it. Last year, when I came off COVID, I felt like we did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Baltimore's record last year? If you can remind me. It was 10, 10 and 6. Did they win anything? No, they lost it. Oh, they, so they so, so they, they lost to Tennessee. Good. They lost to so Tennessee. They, so they didn't do pretty good. I know, saying. no, no. Did they beat Tennessee? Hold on, let me find. No, that. they they couldn't have beat Tennessee because Tennessee moved on. So yeah, they lost to Tennessee in the first round. The yeah, so, so they didn't do really good. So he's stop. Don't be dumb. You can't <laughs> fix stupid. You cannot fix. Stupid. You can't fix stupid. And now speaking of can't. Fix, and not fixing stupid. Great. If you can um, pull up that clip of a certain quarterback in Minnesota. Oh Lord! And as and as Greg is getting that up, I'm gonna lead. I'm gonna lead us into the to our next story. Speaking of can't fix stupid. So the Minnesota Vikings uh, last week. Excuse me. The Minnesota Vikings last week didn't have any of their quarterbacks available, including Kirk Cousins, um, because they were all in COVID, in contact tracing and COVID protocols. So there was no quarterbacks. They almost they almost had to sign Case Keenum or someone with the with a similar name to 
be able to run practice because they had no, they had none of their quarter, none of their quarterbacks on uh, available, but they were all in protocols. So when Kirk Cousins got out of the protocols and came back, he made the most stupidest Maggie, Maggie uh, comment about getting vaccinated, about not wanting to get vaccinated, and basically repeated. <clears throat> And basically said, basically said what uh, Lamar Jackson said, but added a little twist. Great, do you have that clip ready? So I'm going to be vigilant about avoiding a close contact. I even thought about should I just set up literally plexiglass around where I sit so that this could never happen again. Um, I thought about it because I'm going to do whatever it takes. Who wants to go first? <laughs> because I can, I, I, I already, I have an award named just for Kirk Cousins this week. But whoever wants, who wants to go first? Wants you go can't first? fix stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if your offensive line was plexiglass, they would honestly be the most fragile like version of that ever. Because this season, they're going to intentionally let you get killed. And I, I, I mean that in the positive sense of the word, because that is the you actually need to get hit in the head once to to understand that that's the dumbest fucking statement ever. That is actually pretty fucking stupid. Um, let, let me paint a picture for you. I'm gonna make it real brief. When he says he wants to sit inside of a box or a, a plexiglass structure, so to speak, right? That would require him to sit in that all day like the entire game right no big deal my issue is this sir you are the starting fucking quarterback for that team (laughs) you eventually have to go onto the field (laughs) not with just your teammates motherfuckers who are coming to gun for you because guess what you're the one person that everybody has to come in contact with at some point you touch the ball not only do you touch the ball what are we doing here Kirk Cousins he has to be the smartest, richest, dumbest, stupidest motherfucker on planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking my fucking award back. I was going to give the Adam Gaze Why Are You Still Here award to Kyrie Irving for the ninth consecutive week. I'm breaking my streak. Kirk Cousins is definitely getting the Adam Gaze Why Are You Still Here award. Because why the fuck? That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, man. Like, I never pause that much because I I talk a lot. But hearing that clip for you, let me just replay the fucking. We don't replay the shit again because this is just fucking dumb. This is absolutely fucking stupid. Okay. Okay. So let me read. I'm gonna read the quote. I'm gonna read the. Uh, I'm gonna read like the context of, of of that quote. So going to this article that's on Yahoo Sports. A Minnesota Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins, isn't willing to get the COVID nineteen vaccine, but he is willing to surround himself with plastic glass in the team's quarterback room. Cousins, who missed four practices due to being, <clears throat> excuse me, due to being a high risk close contact, said that he's at quote at peace unquote with his decision to not get vaccinated. He also suggested the plexiglass idea as a way to get 
to prevent getting the virus. Um, this is from Kevin Seifert. This is from Kevin Seifert. So Kevin, Cousin said the issue with his exposure to Kevin. Um, I'm sorry about it. See, Kirk Cousins, uh, he was trying to interject. See, this is what I'm, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so Cousins said the issue with his, with his exposure to Kellen Mond was that the quarterback room was too small. I am checking with the NFL to see if that could be the case. Viking quarterbacks have changed meeting rooms, and Cousins thinks that this has eliminated that particular risk. Going further, Cousins said that he has thought about surrounding himself with plexiglass in the quarterback room. He he was asked why he would go to such limps when a vaccine would be far more effective and efficient. He said the decision is personal and private. Mm. I don't know what to say. I really don't. Like, this is... Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. No, honestly, like I'm, I'm just gonna agree with you guys this episode because that's fuck, fucking plexiglass. I, I, I'll never get over that one. I, I will never. He's gonna wish he was behind some fucking plexiglass this season. I can tell you that. I can tell you that for a fact because that's the dumbest. Q, next story, please. <laughs> Matter of fact, no, we got voicemails. Hit that button, let's, man. Let's please hit that button. Voicemails. Here we go. I. uh... I actually think that's the dumbest thing you could say, right? Because the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. That's fact. The vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. For all you fact checkers out there that likes to look up things and be factual. Okay, so let me fact check you. Let me fact check you. Um, elevate your mind. I'm glad that you're elevating your mind. Let me elevate yours a little further. It, you're at, you're right. It does not stop you from getting. It does not stop you from getting COVID. What it does, what it does, sir, it stops you from dying from it. It stops you from being hospitalized from it. And if you do have to get hospitalized, if you catch it, it stops you from having to go on a ventilator and dying. That's what it stops. Yeah. That's what I, I've always tried to, like, when it comes to this, I, I try not to fall into that, that movie trap of, like, ignorance when people are like, oh, well, it, it, it doesn't protect, it doesn't protect. Like, the thing is, it's not built to, like, eliminate it all because it's something that is honestly still ever-changing right fucking now. But what it will do is exactly what the fuck you said. So... Let's move on, because we're not going to spend an hour trying to, like, give people, like, simple logic, because they are trying to defy gravity and fucking science. But you know what? If, if that's you, be my guest. Next voicemail. Okay. Okay. The vaccine doesn't stop you from catching COVID. Please stop promoting the foolishness, bro. Okay, I'm not going to play anymore of that. And actually, I'm not, I'm not even going to play. I'm not even going to play this. I'm not even going to play his other comments. So let me just play it and stop it. There's, there's no use. There's no use. Like, that's that's promoting misinformation, and we do not promote misinformation on this show. If you wanna let, promote, me just, let, me, let me say this. If you want to no, no, promote, if you, if you promote misinformation or disinformation, go over to Fox News. This ain't it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's what kind of bothers me about like, you know, the information that we get 
is the information that we get. But the fact that we all are getting the same information and people are challenging that, it's like, yo, like, are you not seeing like bodies dropping? More importantly, like, like it takes people sometimes literally on their deathbed to realize, you know what? Shit actually do stay. Or, you know, they're like, oh, give me the ventilator. Give me the, you know, this and that. I'm like, now all of a sudden you believe in the shit? Like, it's like when people tell you, like, I'm not afraid to die. I'm like, have you? Like, have you died before? Because I haven't. And you know what? I ain't trying to right now. But the last thing I'm going to do is sit here and act like, you know, I'm impenetrable to, like, life and bullets and shit. Because it's, it's dumb. It's fucking stupid. So to be like, yo, like, y'all are spreading misinformation, bro. Like, what Google links do you have that, honestly, we can't readily identify? More importantly, the numbers that you have seen. Because the world literally has not stopped telling you every fucking five minutes. Guess what? All this shit is very real. And if you don't believe the science, believe the dead bodies. I'm sure you have somebody in your life. 640,000 of them. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you have a family member. And I, I don't want to say anything ill will towards them. But it's like, you know, like, the world is telling you, like, this shit is just not like, you know, I am legend or something where it's like, we can't explain it. <laughs> There's an explanation for the shit. There's a science behind the shit. And even if you don't want to take it into science, they are telling people, you know what? <clears throat> even if you don't want to take the vaccine, if you don't want to do all that shit, guess what? Just wear a fucking mask. And you can't even do that because your logic is, why the fuck do I have to wear a mask but nobody else does? Because guess what? Like, I have the antibodies and shit. Bro, like, is, is it that hard to just put the fucking mask on? You ugly anyway. Like, the fu- like it's okay. It is, it is all right. But what we're not going to do is talk that shit on the sports desk. Not today, bro. No, not at all. Let's move on. That's what's going to happen. Come on, don't get vaccinated. I see it. What you have to say I about that, Q? Let me let me let me repeat what she said again. Come on, don't get vaccinated. I see it. I, I have no clue what she just said. Me neither. Me neither. No, I don't know either. <laughs> Moving right along. Next voicemail. Moving right along. Go ahead. What's up, Baylor? Hey, y'all, I'm back, and I'm looking for, uh, first of all, what up, Lou? Lou, I got to start addressing you first. You, you, you the new guy. I know them other two guys. Um, <laughs> Lou, I got a question for you. Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers? I pick Aaron Rodgers. That's the most mechanically sound quarterback that I've ever seen in my life. And you talking about the cat that's seen Randall Cunningham play, Michael Vick play, John Elway. He is the most can I'm talking about from mental to physical capability of being the best quarterback of all time. He don't necessarily need the range. We already know Tom Brady is the GOAT, but Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback that we've ever seen. Peyton Manning is one of the best and one of the best on-field coaches, but I'm going with A-Rod. Luke, what you got for me? <laughs> My man, Baylor. Ooh, Lord, um, I honestly, uh, he's right. I, Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning are pretty equal. Um, Peyton Manning has two Super Bowl rings. Aaron Rodgers has one, I believe. Is that right, Q? Yeah, one. Okay. Now, I think now Aaron Rodgers, he's the better scrambler. You know, uh, Peyton Manning wasn't really that much of a scrambler. Um, as far as receivers go, I think Peyton made more of the receivers, receivers around him better. Um, Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams. 
Um, I, I just I can't recall who he had uh, his Super Bowl years. I just just completely skipping my mind. But you're right, Baylor. It's close. But um, I I think I'm gonna have to give the edge to Peyton Manning. Mm. Um, I, I'm not even going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this season prove it to me because Aaron Rodgers is getting everything that he said he wanted, and if he can't get it done with all the expectations he has, you know that he has for his team, and he still fails, yeah, we we can talk. We can talk then. I'm saving mine to the end of the season. Uh, yeah, same here. Same here. All right. So last. <laughs> Last comment by last voicemail by Baylor, and here we go. Look, I got vaccinated. My wife got vaccinated. I don't see what the issue is. I've been vaccinated for months now. I don't have an issue. I don't have any side effects. I don't have any. I don't have. I don't. I don't have. I don't. I don't have. I don't have any side effects. <laughs> Get the goddamn shots. Let me go outside. And I want to go to these football games in Vegas now. God damn it! I don't have any side effects. <laughs> uh, uh, my, my my final little like dish effort on you know th- those previous voicemails. I hope dude was trolling, um, which you know he he clearly got his point across because he ain't said shit since then. But you know I implore everybody to use your better judgment. Nobody's telling you what to do with your body. That is your choice. Um, for me and mine, um, whatever is going to help us avoid not being with each other long term, like you know. We, we're going to do that shit. And what I mean is if we can avoid going to the fucking hospital, then we're going to do that shit. Same thing with the flu shot. Like me, I have asthma. I know for a fact that guess what? I know that the steroids are in the inhaler. I would absolutely need that shit in the case of an emergency. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to take the inhaler because it has fucking steroids. And guess what? I'm going to take that shit in order to live. That is my personal choice. That's what I've chosen. But I do not advise anybody to take any of our advice as the gospel um it is up to you with that being said though people who are going to be willingly ignorant to numbers facts and the bodies that lay at their feet i i I wish nothing on you of harm but i wish you knowledge because it's right there in your face and you're blatantly ignoring it with that being said we got a voicemail okay here we go Yo, what's good? What's good? It's your boy, Jose the Hype. I'm just coming through to let you guys know that you could possibly be nominated for the Stereo Golden Mic Awards. That's happening on August 28th right here on Stereo. We have a category for best sports talk show. Make sure that you tell your fans to go to allonstereo.com and they can vote for you for the best sports talk show right here on Stereo. I hope to see y'all there on August 28th, hosted by Thotty Scotty and Jose the Hype. Absolutely, absolutely. All you heard right. what he said. If y'all fucking with us the long way, you heard him. Q, do me one favor. Play that voicemail again because I think the people need to hear that one more time. All right, here we go. Yo, what's good? What's good? It's your boy, Jose the Hype. I'm just coming through to let you guys know that you could possibly be nominated for the Stereo Golden Mic Awards. That's happening on August 28th right here on Stereo. We have a category for best sports talk show. Make sure that you tell your fans to go to allonstereo.com and they can vote for you for the best sports talk show right here on Stereo. I hope to see y'all there on August 28th, hosted by Thotty Scotty and Jose the Hype. Okay. Yeah. So, like he said, if you're fucking with us the long way with the YBB sports dust, I need y'all to go ahead and do what the fuck he said. 
follow all the instructions, play it back, play it back again, and then go tell a friend. I need you to tell a friend, tell a friend, and then tell their friend, tell their girlfriend, and then tell their other friends too. Because not only are we the best fucking sports desk show on stereo, and that's hands down, we also are really fucking engaging and entertaining. So I need y'all to clap it up if you fuck with us. Leave a comment and let us know that you fuck with us. But Q, what we got? All right, so uh, this past this past weekend we had the Hall of Fame induction ceremony for the classes of two twenty twenty, and uh, that was on Saturday night in twenty twenty one, which was last night. Um, did y'all get to see any of the um, any of the induction ceremonies for the Hall of Fame? Yeah, for the NFL for Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I actually I, I was probably getting busy at that time. <laughs> so, um, oh so, my god! <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I wish I would have. Uh, honestly, like th- this week has been a letdown sports wise for me. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that you have some good information for me. Um, I did catch that uh, there was like a Tom Brady article in which he said that you know he would love to be there, and he was like front and center. So shout out to Tom Brady for being a class act to the very he end, was. which I appreciate. He was. Yeah, but uh, so. So Greg, um, if you can do me a favor, you can do me a favor, and um, you can. They're on Bleacher Report. I want you to go and uh, pull up the clip of Tom Brady. I mean, not Tom Brady, Peyton Manning ripping on Tom Brady and on Ray Lewis about the. Um, if you can pull that, pull those two clips up. Oh, Brady. Lord. Also, okay. no, that's just funny. I just, it's it just like, yeah. Made, yeah, Peyton made me with one of the best speeches of last night. Um, also, um, I know I'm giving you a lie. I should have put it in the show notes. I'm sorry. Um, pull up Charles Woodson. Um, when he talks about like everybody, you know, the fan, everyone, this, we all made a Hall of Fame. Um, and I think there was one, there was one more by, um, uh, all right, all right. Let's let's work one at a time. Okay, so pull up the Peyton man. Pull, pull up the Peyton clips first. Let's see. Here's Peyton. Next year, acceptance speeches will probably shrink to four minutes. And speaking of rivals, my good friend Tom Brady is here tonight. By the time he's inducted. is inducted in his first year of eligibility in the year 2035. He'll only have time to post his acceptance speech on his Instagram account. <laughs> oh, man. That, that, that was pretty good, Peyton. That, that was pretty good. Let me see. Okay. He said you wanted the Charles... Do you want the clip where he was actually singing to his mom, or do you want... I mean, you can play that, too. I mean, that was a really poignant... That was a really, 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 really poignant... Um, part no. of his speech and i mean I, I don't want to hear a grown man singing during the sports dust right now but if if you are so inclined, i mean okay we, well we can we can i mean Mama, if, you know I love you. Mama, Mama, you're the queen of my heart Drama brings my tears from the start I think 
I lost a bet. I love my mama, man. Look no further than my mama to find out where I get it from. My passion, how hard I work, that comes to my mother. And that was one of his clips. Uh, he clearly talked a lot because he had a lot of clips. I'm not going to play all these, though. Just play the one where he had like all the all the people who played with him in Michigan, all that played with him when he played. You know, he grew up like like two hours away from Canton. You know, and uh, if he can play that one, now I would have to find that. Um, That is not available right now on Twitter. So okay, or either that's like the when he used to close out um, his speech, whereas um, you are you are getting. No, no, let me pull it up. An hour and a half west from here in Fremont, Ohio. Yeah, that's it. It's where I picked up my first pair of cleats to play this great game that we play. And I feel like it's so fitting that here today, I put those cleats down for the last time here in Canton, Ohio, and I walk into the Hall of Fame. I leave you with this. Be unique. Innovative, learn discipline. You own undeniable respect. Love everyone, give everything, never doubt. Build your legends. Thank you. We in the Hall of Fame, baby. Shout out to Charles Woodson. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, I, it. I, I think, yeah. Uh, I mean, Charles Woodson definitely summed it up. Yeah, he, I, he definitely had one of the one of the best speeches of the night. Um, yeah. So now that twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one have been inducted to the Hall of Fame, let's start having a conversation about who's up for induction in two thousand twenty for the class of twenty twenty two. These are always hard to choose the year before. I know. So, uh, 2022 free agent tracker, according to Sports Track, there are quite a few names that I can see. So, we got some of the bigger names, including Vaughn Miller, Allen Robinson, Chandler Jones, Brandon Sheriff, Chris Godwin, Dante Fowler Jr., Devontae Adams, Ben Roethlisberger, Tyron Matthew. I think he's talking about who's going to make the Hall of Fame next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can, can we get through the season though? Can we get through the season? No, no, no. We to? Right. No, no, no. No, these are so like so like the potential class of to so get the potential class of twenty twenty. You know, the, those who are up for induction in twenty twenty two. Um. So here, who is a, Here's so potential modern era nominees, and I'm and I'm just going to say who they are. And five modern era um, nominees can be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Here's who's up for induction, or who could be in the 2022 class: Andre Johnson, no Marcus Ware, nope, Reggie Wayne, 
Maybe. Yes. Tony Baselli. Nope. I, I mm. have something to say on that, but I'm going I'm mm. to keep going through the list. Zach Thomas. Nah. No. Richard Seymour. Yes. Uh, so now uh, that's not all. That's not all that's on the list. That's just what uh, one probably had as um, <clears throat> excuse me as predictions. Here is here are the others. Steve Smith. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, Anquan Bowden. I, I would I would say um, the thing is you can't, you can't have both. If you have to have both, I would I personally go Anquan Bowden over Steve Smith because Steve Smith is still working right now when it comes to the NFL, so he can always get it next year. And the only reason he lost out for uh, 2021 really is because people had Reggie Wayne and Terry Holton there. So I would personally put Reggie Wayne and Anquan Holton <laughs> in over Steve Smith if I had the okay. option. Okay. Continuing on. Devin Hester. Ooh. Um, what, does he, he's a, what, what, he's a, what does he go in as? What position? He's the greatest. Do, I mean, do they say probably. like a wide receiver or do they say like a kick returner, punt returner? I mean, he was listed as a he was listed as a wide receiver. He was all he also played cornerback. Um, but he's going in as he will be going in as a kick returner, punt returner. If, if that's the case, then definitely, yes. Yes. So if that's the case, Q, let me just go and say, you know, when you were talking about Tony Bazelli, if that's the case, then Tony has to go into the Hall of Fame this year. He has to because yeah, so uh, he nearly he nearly made it last year. Mm-hmm. He nearly made it last year, and I, I know the, I know one of the biggest arguments is he only played seven years. Only played seven years. Um, injuries cut his career short. Um, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson played nine, and he's in the Hall of Fame. He's Megatron. He is yeah. Megatron. He played on <laughs> some very terrible teams. He did. Tony. He did. Tony Vasselli, his first year, took help. Um. The Jaguars reached the AFC Championship huh? with with uh, Mark Brunel, and uh, Sunil just hit a home run. <clears throat> All right, so keep let me keep going. Tony Romo, no, absolutely fucking not. No, no. fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. All right, so, so. Here's my thing. Here's here's one who I think is two that are nearly locks for for 2022. Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne. Yes, I agree. I agree. All right. So let me keep let me keep going. Rondé Barber. Yeah. Mm. I, I think he gets into. Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. I'm on the, I'm on the fence. I think only, only reason I'm doing that is because of recency bias and name recognition for him. So that that's the only reason for me. That's it. Okay. okay. Uh, where's he going? Patrick Willis. Nah. No. Actually, I, what are you talking about? 49ers Patrick Willis? Um, yes. He was I'll an all-pro in five and eight years in the, in the league. Mm. I'll give him 2023. Um, yeah, first yeah, ballot. Yeah. First ballot, no way. I don't, I don't think he's first ballot. He yeah. eventually gets in, but he's not first ballot. All right, let me keep going. Jared Allen. Mm, next year. Next year, 2023. He'll go in the same uh, class with uh, Patrick Willis, though. Next who year. Who Jared uh, Allen played for? The Vikings? Uh, Jared Allen played for the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Panthers. Mm, yeah, they have to have somebody of like a big status next year, and he'll, he'll definitely go in next year. Next, if we talk next year, I can see him, Steve Smith, and um, who was the guy we just named? Uh, Patrick Willis. The three of them Patrick. next year. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a good caliber of you know. That'd be a good all-star. class. I, I, I tell you, let me tell you, Zach Thomas is getting in this year. He's taking the linebackers. Oh yeah. This year. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, uh, Leroy Butler. Nah. Nah. Mm. Mm. I think Leroy Butler is out because isn't he in jail? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he was recently in jail. I don't know if he's still there. Um, Did not he's know still that. there. He's still there. He got he got a lengthy sentence. Yeah. But but he's up, but he's eligible for enshrinement. But I don't think he definitely doesn't get it. Yeah. The the ones that um, even though he was a four time All Pro. And I think the issue with him, though, like, at least with Leroy, is the fact that, what, he, he was supposed to get in, what, four years in a row? And people are like, oh, well, it has to happen this year. But it's like, do it, though, because right now, the way we have it, we had Bazelli, obviously, we had him going in for sure. We had Richard Seaman, uh, Seymour going in. Um, we're still playing with the receiver thing. I, I still, here, here's, my, here's my take on the receiver. I think Steve Smith gets in on the first ballot. Because mm-hmm. he has more yards than any eligible player who's not yet kid. Mm-hmm. He has more than he has more than Andre Johnson. He has more than um, Anquan Bowden, and he has more than Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne. Until I think Tory Holt gets in, I think Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne gets in. I think there's going to be a three receiver. There's going to be three receivers in this, in, in 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 twenty in twenty two. It's going to be Steve Smith, Toy Holt. Because Toy Holt and Reggie Rain nearly got in last year. Nearly got in, nearly got in the class of 2021. 
if it came down to all three of those, like getting in and only two could, then I think um, Tory Holt and uh, oh my gosh, who's the other guy you just said? Tory, so the three was Tory Holt, Reggie Wayne, and Steve Smith. Reggie Wayne, right? Yeah, I, I think Reggie Wayne and Tory Holt get in, and then Steve Smith won't get in this year, but next year definitely. Yeah, the re- yeah for me the reason why is be- at least in my personal opinion Steve Smith can't get in is because he's not going to get in before Andre Johnson. And that that's to me I don't want to say it's a fact but in my personal opinion that's just how I feel. I I can't see him doing it. Um the way that people feel about Andre Johnson and how he's been kind of like snubbed when it comes to Hall of Fame. Yeah. Andre Johnson um I had to go back and double back. No, but this is but, 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 but contest on Andre Johnson. This is his first year on the ballot, and, and it, it'll be a surprise. But I mean, we this we've seen worse. On the ballot. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, we've seen worse in the Hall of Fame. But this would be yeah. the year for twenty twenty two. What I don't want is how like NFL on Fox. The way they're saying they're four that they would want out of this four, I only want two people. They have Tony Romo, Steve Smith, Demarcus Ware, and Andre Johnson. Out of the four of them, the last two are the only ones I would actually want to see this year get in. I don't think here's the thing. I don't think Tony Romo is a Hall of Famer. I don't think I don't, Tony Romo. I don't think yeah. Tony Turnover is a Hall of Famer. He did not win it. He, he did not win a Super Bowl. He didn't get only one of his teams got past the wild card round. One. Honestly, in the, the in the one team that did, they should have beat the Packers that year. Yeah, yeah. that was a catch. That, that that was definitely a catch. <laughs> the catch. <laughs> the, if that was the catch with uh, uh, Des Bryant, you know, is what I'm talking about. That was the team that should have made the NFC Championship. And you know, I hate the Cowboys, the Cow Clowns, the Fuck Boys, that fucking team with a star in Dallas. But they should have made the NFC Championship that year. Uh, so I don't think I don't think Tony Romo is a Hall of Famer. Like I know that there was a case <clears throat> people were making a case when Kurt Warner was up for, for Hall of Fame contention. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Kurt Warner, <laughs> you know he he won a he won a ring with St. Louis with the Rams. He took the he took the Cardinals. He immediately took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Or did he take them to the Super Bowl? That and then they lost. Yeah, they it, lost. Yeah, he took. Yeah, he took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl, and you know, he earned. He earned his. He earned his place in Canton. Tony Romo hasn't. Fully agree with that. I can't even argue that one down. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, like I said, I think. I mean, aside from from um, Steve Smith's personality, brash personality, which might cost him. To not to be a first ballot, he's definitely getting in. Now the question is: if he's first, if he's first ballot, I think Andre Johnson has a case because this is his first year on the ballot. I think he merits a lot more first ballot um, contention than Steve Smith because he really didn't hear about Andre Johnson. He put up his numbers, and, you know, put up his numbers on some bad Houston teams. Um. You know, but he came in, he did his job. He wasn't controversial. That might speak to the to the voters, to the Hall of Fame voters. But if I had to handicap this race, I think Steve Smith gets in on the first ballot. 
Okay, here, here's my thing about Andre Johnson. Was he a great receiver? Of course he was. And this, this is my argument to where he should get in, I believe. Because he put up some great, great, great numbers, right? With some bad, bad, bad quarterbacks. So that's my argument that he still showed out even with not, you know, Oh, absolutely. Uh, all pro absolutely. quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, or anything. So, so listen, listen. The best quarterback that Andre Johnson had in his in his career in Houston was Matt Schaub. That should tell you enough, right there. That I agree with. My thing is, right now, I'm kind of like anti Houston Texans forever because of the shit that they've been doing. So fuck them all. Next voicemail. <laughs> Young Mankata with a home run, solo home run. Let's see it. All right, here we go. Tony Ramos to get in the Hall of Fame based off of getting other niggas in the Hall of Fame off his turnovers. Is that not the truth? <laughs> Romo Tony Romo, like, he's not getting it. Yeah, Tony Romo is not a Hall of Famer. The only way Tony Romo gets in the Hall of Fame is he goes full Jerry Jones and pays for his way in. Anyway, next voicemail. And Devin Hester is the best next to Dante Hall and maybe Deshaun Jackson. I mean, Desmond Howard as well. He's probably elite kickoff, part returner of all time. And next to Deion as well. But Devin Hester was, was the human video game next to Dante Hall. Absolutely, I absolutely agree, but you also have to, if he's if he's if his eligibility is for uh, ooh, Eric Hosmer just hit the home run. If his eligibility is a kick returner, punt returner, then please someone explain to me why Brian Mitchell is not in the Hall of Fame yet. Honestly, like I'm going to use if Tony Romo gets in next year, I'm going to use that is a reason for discrediting the NFL Hall of Fame every year, just off the strength of him getting in. Because I hate that hard. Absolutely, absolutely. Like so, that's why. That, that's why. That's my argument. You know, if Devin Hester, like, if they include all his positions, oh, he's a lock. But if he, he's definitely a lock. But if you're just including, and and, and don't get me wrong, Devin Hester is like is the best kick returner, prop returner in NFL history. Like, but if you're if you're including, if you're gonna vote Devin Hester into the Hall of Fame. Why, on God's green, blue, God green, blue and brown earth, is Brian Mitchell not in the Hall of Fame? Because Brian Mitchell was doing all those things before there was a Josh Cripps, before there was a Devin Hester, before there was a Dante Hall. Why isn't Brian Mitchell in the Hall of Fame? I can't answer that. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I I mean, you know, like at this point, the senior committee needs to get, needs to get, um, Brian Mitchell in the Hall of Fame because he, he, he's not a modern candidate, candidate anymore. Like the, the the senior committee is going to have to get Brian Mitchell, find a way to get Brian Mitchell into the Hall of Fame. If Devin Hester gets into the Hall of Fame, Brian Mitchell needs to be in there too. And I'm not just saying that 
because I'm a Washington football team fan. Like he did this, like when 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 Brian Mitchell left Washington and went to Phil and went to the Eagles, he was still doing the same things. The man should be a Hall of Famer. If Devin Hester is a Hall of Famer, if Devin Hester gets in on the first ballot, then in three or five years, Brian Mitchell needs to be getting into. I got to look at stats. Like, I mean, because, you know, with Devin Hester and Dante Hall and Brian Mitchell, you know, I, I, I got to look at the stats next to each other. And, and you know, and then I get I get have a better, you know, conclusion of who I think should be okay. the first day. We, we can we can we can definitely we can do that. We can table we can table the the argument on Devin Hester into, until you look up those stats. We can table that to next week. That that could be a discussion point for next week. That's uh, cool. Uh, um, so next question. Here we go. Leroy Butler would be able to get in based off of his career, but if he's locked up and it's a couple of years, and depending on what that crime was, just like Darren Sharper, you're automatically excluded. Like, no. Wiped away. You shouldn't even be eligible for anything. Because once you go down, especially Darren Harper, like, bro, you out of the... We erasing you from our member, memory in general. And we were talking, we're talking about dope players right here. As I say, Leroy Butler was dope. But no, once you once you cross that line of nah, I'm good. But he definitely should be in off of his career. But no, you get locked up, it's over. So so Leroy Butler is in jail for rape. He's in jail for rape. Um he has four separate cases folded into one. Four separate four separate conditions uh, folded into one. So, with that, Lloyd Butler, absolutely, like, off his career, his career staff, like I said, he's a four, he's four times all pro in Green Bay. But, you sitting in jail for rape, that's an automatic disqualification. Yeah, that, that, that's a big no-no. <clears throat> Actually, let me look up. Um, let me well, look you know what the NFL stands story. for, though. The NFL stands for never forgetting Something with an L. I, I, I had it in my head and I forgot. But anyway, <laughs> the, the, the NFL is very forgiving of the, the male athletes who do the absolute most. Um, like, the more egregious the the crime, they, they kind of, like, sweep that shit under the rug. Um, there's somebody, I'm not going to mention him because one of us is a fan of this team, so I don't want to disrespect I know where you're going. Stuff. It's, it's but, all good. I know where you're going. But, but it, for me, like Ben shit was egregious, but it wasn't as bad as four counts in prison. Oh, you know what? St- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. We have to take away everything I say about Leroy Butler. Everything about the about the cases. It's, it's another player, I believe, because I'm not seeing. And then again, this is Wikipedia. It might have been scrubbed. It might have scrubbed it. <laughs> um, No, no, he he wasn't convicted of anything. So yes, um, so yeah, let me re- let me restate that. Let me restate that. Leroy Butler, this is his first year. Out, this is uh, this. I think he gets in. I think he gets in this year. So yes, yeah, so so I I I was thinking of another. I was thinking of another. I was thinking of another player. I thought it was Leroy Butler. I am. 
I will take responsibility for that. I it, I was totally wrong on that. Um, he nearly made it last year. He gets in this year. He gets in in twenty two. He gets in in twenty two. So I, I I wanted I definitely wanted to correct that. So. Let's move right along. I'm tired of talking about the 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 the, the lady peasants, the lady male peasants of the league. <laughs> my, my wife is listening to us talk sports this week, so yes, wife, we do have to have this baloney conversation. It's called the sports desk, the YBB sports desk. You get it right. <laughs> right <on>. All right. <laughs> all right. So let me. All right. Next. Next voice. Here we go. If, to, if Tony Romo gets into the Hall of Fame, it's strictly based off of his uh, his fantasy football numbers. That is it, because he has some phenomenal fantasy football numbers throughout his career, and he completed more passes to Megatron. I'm gonna stop. I mean, I'm not Megatron, but to the, to the Detroit Lions DBs uh, than he did to any other I was about to say Baylor out here creating narratives and stats for a player who don't deserve it. <laughs> sound like a sound like a Laker fan, but next voicemail. And and I, and technically, the only reason why we talk about Tony Romo is because of the team that he played for. If Tony Romo would have been a goddamn uh, Washington Redskin, or if he would have been a goddamn Arizona Cardinal, or something like that, no shots at those teams. But we already know if you play for a team like Dallas, if you play for a team like the Lakers or the Yankees, uh, you get an extra nudge up or whatever. Especially if you're just just think about it, like uh, all due respect to I'm a huge Caruso fan, but he was he was a fan favorite, not just by his game, but because he played well, and he played well for the Lakers. Now, he about to go over there and play for the Bulls, and they're going. he's going to be popular based off of what he did for the Lakers, the brand. You know what I mean? And that's the reason why I think Romo was talked about, because he was a solid quarterback. Don't get me wrong, he wasn't shit. He just wasn't elite like those other quarterbacks. Every Any and every quarterback that Dallas has had has been highlighted because of the brand. I absolutely 100% agree yep. with that. Yeah, now that I agree on. Absolutely. And right. if if and when Tony Romo doesn't get in as a player, wait about 10, 15, 20 years, he'll get in as a broadcaster. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, as a broadcaster, yes. Um, as a broadcaster, yes. As a player, he doesn't get in. He, he goes into the Cowboys ring of, ring, of, ring of honor, but he's not making the Hall of Fame. He's not making the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Let me preface with that. All right. So that was a good discussion on potential Hall of Famers. Let's go. Let's keep this train moving. Um, I want to say, um, talking about college football for, for a second, rest in peace um, to legendary to legendary Florida State Seminoles coach Bobby Bowden passed away on Saturday um, at the age of 91 with, uh, from about with pancreatic cancer. He also, in, in the last months of his life, um, dealt with complications from COVID. Um, but uh, just want to definitely extend my condolences, even though I hated Florida State. Hated Florida State because because you know I'm a Maryland fan, <laughs> um, but uh, you know I'll, I'll on behalf.
behalf of the sports desk, our condolences to the family of, of Bobby Bowden. Uh, yeah, he, he passed away on Saturday at the age of 91 years old. Uh, so, uh, keeping on that, keep this, keeping this train moving. Um, let's talk about UFC 265. Thoughts? I mean, I watched. It was, it was a bunch. It was a bunch of good fights. A bunch of good fights. That was, uh, yeah, a bunch of good fights in this card. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on UFC two sixty five? Um. So let's just get this out of the way right now. Um, Gilbert Arenas Goon Award, the goofball of our nationality, is going to Derek Lewis. Um, a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about UFC and you know my love for it, I mentioned how I like the black beast, Derek Lewis. Um, Derek Lewis has been given so many chances to win and he's lost all of those. Th- th- he's at the point of no return. I'm going to tell you this and tell me, if, you know, in a year, if I'm telling the truth or not, Derek Lewis is going to be in the Bellator, you know, octagon very, very soon. And the reason for that is because if you look at his, if you look at his record, not only has he gotten more title fights that he didn't deserve? They even gave him the interim championship to win. This was worse than Tyson and Buster Douglas. Like, not only were you supposed to win this shit, all you had to do was go five rounds and you want to win by decision. It was that easy for him. He looked out of shape. He looked sluggish. He just everything about that fight was bad. Um, and this leads to what I've said before about Dana White. We're starting to have too many UFC events. It's not like the WWE, which I ain't gonna talk about this week, where they have like one pay per view like a month, and it makes you actually you you are more like entertained by that. But what we get now is every Saturday six hours of fights, and you're like, oh, like there are a lot of fucking fighters. But then the issue is you might not see them again for another like three or four months, and the reason why is because there's so many of them, you can't keep up. And Dana now can't keep up because he's starting to throw people into matches that they don't deserve. Derek Lewis has been losing fights. There's no reason for him to actually be getting interim title fights just because you want to see him fight Francis Ngannou, who's injured. So it didn't even matter to begin with. You wanted to see Ngannou fight John Jones. Guess who ain't fighting? Neither one of them right now. The UFC, just they need to scale back a little bit, maybe have a fight every like other week. But every Saturday, like... During the pandemic last year, I was like, yo, like we're getting all these goddamn UFC fights. This is dope. But then people started breaking their legs in half and shit. And, you know, people had like gouges in, eye, you know, in their eyes and stuff. I'm like, yo, like, because they're not prepared. So then when I see the Derek Lewis fight, I'm like, yo, he just looks sluggish. He looked like they just threw this fight together three weeks ago. And since he was in some type of shape, all he had to do was make weight in order to win the interim title. So, no, like, this is Dana, uh, Dana White's fault. Stop throwing together these fights that honestly do not matter to anybody but Dana for the sake of just having a fight that Saturday. It's stupid. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But, but before like, before we move on, let me just go and just let y'all know. 265 was last week, right? The, the fights, obviously, you had Derek Lewis winning. You had uh, Jose Aldo. He fought. Um, you had uh, Michael uh, Chiesa. He lost. Um, what are some other fights? Teachers, uh, Teacher Torres, she won, and we had a whole bunch of like people who you probably can't readily identify. Guess what's happening this Friday? Another fight. Uh, I'm sorry, this Saturday, another fight. Kevin Gaslin is fighting Jared Cannonier. 
Then you have Clay Guida fighting Mark Madsen. You have a whole bunch of other people you probably won't recognize because guess what? Dana White's like, you know what? Do you want to fight on the UFC? You might not ever get a chance to so do. That's the 21st of this month. Then the 28th of this month, he has another fucking fight. Edson Barbosa is fighting Giga uh, Chicka Days. It's like, it's another, every fucking fight, there's a, every week, there's another fight to the point where he can't keep up. So right now, as of September 4th, um, September 4th, that Saturday, there's only one fight that's scheduled for UFC fight night, which is Derek Brunson versus Darren Teal. No other fights have been announced. And the reason for that is because Dana White, he's going to pull somebody from somewhere and be like, yo, like you were fighting backyard wrestling, come fight UFC. That's, that's the thing. That's September 4th. He doesn't have any other fights again until September 25th, which is when Alexander Volkanovsky uh, is fighting Brian Ortega. And Valentina Shevchenko is supposed to be fighting Lauren Murphy. Nick Diaz is also fighting Robbie Lawler. Uh, Robbie Lawler. That's a stacked fucking card. That, that's a card worth seeing. All these other fucking cards that happen every Saturday, they're terrible. I couldn't even pronounce the dude Chickadays. His name is spelled C-H-I-K-A-D-Z-E. Like, do you want to buy a vowel? There's so many fucking vowels in his name. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> I know. Like, but yeah, like the UFC is, you know, all that to say, there's a lot of fucking fights that don't matter and they don't matter in the scheme of the actual titles. Featherweight division hasn't been the featherweight division in six years. Um, the women's flyweight division, Valentina's been cleaning everybody up. The welterweight division, it's whatever. Robbie Lawler, they want to put the belt on him so bad, but they keep putting up, you know, him up with people who honestly, they're just chasing a McGregor fight. He's supposed to be fighting Nick Diaz, which is like, come on, bro. Um, the heavyweight division, I just told you the whole thing with Derek Lewis. The other person that they really are trying to like move up is Curtis Blades. My thing is, if you're trying to move him up, why in the fuck did Derek, you know, just fight for 265, but then 266, you got Curtis fighting a dude who's 12 and 2. You're sending people to the slaughterhouse. It's stupid. But, hey, I will be watching, though. I'll tell you that for sure. Okay. All right. Well, we got, <clears throat> excuse me. We have a few voicemails. Let's go ahead and listen to what these are. There you go. Tony Romo doesn't deserve, Tony Romo does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He hasn't accomplished anything to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm, he's smart. He's fucking smart. <laughs> he's smart. He's smart. All right, next question. Here we go. I agree. I agree 100% with um, what you have to say about the USC. It used to be really entertaining and interesting because there weren't that many and, you know, it meant something each fight. But now, now it's like entertainment only. Like, yeah. It's just for fun, or I don't know. It's a little bit ridiculous, but yes, I like UFC, so I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the UFC, and there's three reasons why. Like, for the past 10 years, like, my wife and I have been together 10 years, and when we first started dating, like, you know, like, UFC, like, you couldn't take somebody to go and just, especially a woman, to go see UFC. That shit was just like, what like men are just like beating the shit out of each other. This is before like the Ronda Rousey period and shit like that. Right. So then, you know, women UFC came up and women were, you know, starting to like watch it. They were engaged with the Ronda Rousey's of the world. The, you know, um, what was the girl's name? I can't even think of like Holly Holmes and stuff like that. But then, you know, right around, I say like 2017, like UFC started taking like that change when they got the Adidas sponsorship where the stuff just started to go left. It was like, Oh, like, 
I know you have to, you know, was it Reebok? Not Adidas, my bad. See, look at that. My wife is correcting me. That's how much she watches UFC. Go look at that. So basically, like, once they got with Reebok, they were like, yo, like, we have to actually start featuring more fights. You know, they had signed a deal with ESPN Plus. They had the deal with Reebok. So it was like, boom, let's just keep having these fights. So it's it wasn't as often as now, because I think the reason why they have all these fights is because of the pandemic. They're like, yo, like, you know, we went four months without having a UFC fight. And then, you know, all of our big fighters, you know, they started getting their asses whooped, like Connor and shit like that. So it's like, let's just try to, like, let's just keep having all these fights. But the reason that I hate it is because they're having all these fights, but nobody is being established as, like, somebody to actually care about that's up and coming. Um, the only person I can think of is a dude with the, the purplish green hair. Like, um, I cannot think of this dude's name, but he's like the weed smoker in UFC. Um and I had to kind of like fall off on him because looked at his uh, Instagram page. Not only is he a Trump supporter, but he hangs out with Takashi Six Nine. And I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! This is the shit I'm talking about." Like, I, it, it, I, um, uh, Sugar Shane. What is, just what is the dude's name? Shane, um, UFC fighter with the 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 hair. He, he looks like Dave Sean O'Malley. There we go. So Sean O'Malley like found out not only is he a Trump supporter, which I, I mean, look at his Instagram. So yes, with the colored hair, not only is he a Trump supporter, he also hangs out with Takashi Six Nine. But that's a story for another day. Um, when it comes to UFC, though, I will continue to watch, and the main reason for that is not a lot of shit comes on on Saturdays anymore, <laughs> um, and I don't go to the movies. So it's like you know what? Even if there's not a good movie to watch on Netflix, I have UFC. The issue for me is, like, if you're not whooping somebody's ass and you're not knocking them out, I don't want to see three to five rounds of y'all dancing around each other and, like, laying on top of... No, like, slaughter him. Fuck, yes, this is this is Sparta. Like, what is going on? Like, hurt him. Like, that's what I want. But, yeah, that, that, that that's my spiel. Okay. Uh, Lou? Anything you want to add? I, I, I mean, I was out Saturday night. I did catch the Derek Lewis fight. So that was basically the only fight that I saw. And I knew that, you know, media had him, uh, had Derek Lewis, you know, all hyped up before the fight. And he, he, he just, it was almost like he ran from, from, uh, yeah. what was his name? Gain? Yeah. From Gain. Yeah. He, he, okay. Yeah. He just, he just kept backing up and backing up and backing up and then going in circles. And I think they said he landed uh, three strikes. Mm-hmm. Something three like that. Three strikes, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, I mean, I, I don't watch UFC like Greg does. Um, you know, if, if, if it's on TV and like, like he said, there's not much on Saturday nights, I'll watch it. <laughs> but... Yeah, just watching that fight because I like watching the heavy, the, like the heavyweights, mm-hmm. and that's that's all it was. I mean, Gain was just really, really quick, and you know, just Derek Lewis just—I don't know—he just didn't show up. Like, like you said, he looked tired, he looked out of shape. Just it just wasn't exciting at all for me. Yeah, yeah, he got that cash app notification. Hold on, before, but one more thing, and I'm going to be done with the UFC for this week. Um, there needs to be something said to the UFC referees. Um, 
you have a job to do, and I understand you are protecting the fighters, but there's a difference between protecting the fighters and an early stoppage. And there's been way too many of these in the past, like, year, year and a half. Um, usually my guy that I, I tell anybody, if if he is the ref for your fight, just like, just honestly go for the knockdown. Like, go and try to knock that person out. Because God forbid if you get knocked down, he is going to fuck up your fight. And his name goes by Herb Fuck Up D. <laughs> he, he has fucked up he is, and Q can t- Q can attest to this. I've called him Herb Fuck Up Dean since God, since at least 2010, 2011. And the reason for that is because he's had more controversial endings and early stoppages to fights. If you go and search on like Twitter, just type in Herb Dean early stoppage. It, it's ridiculous how fucked up he has made some fights, including more recent. I think it was the Conor McGregor fight, like. He could have stopped that before Connor's leg went backwards. So it's just it's one of those things where it's like, you know, he just he always gets it wrong, always. And people give him like a lot of credit because he just like he's just like been in the league. I'm sorry, not the league, but he's been in UFC for years. Um, but he does shit like he'll know that the person is signaling, like they'll have the signal in the UFC to let you know, yo, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to continue to fight. He'll see the signal of like, yo, I'm okay. And he's like, nah, like stop the fight. And it's like, why, why did you stop the fight? He clearly told you he's good to go. He's ruined a lot of fights and it's stupid. Um, the, what was it? The Masvidal fight. Masvidal literally had his thumb up, letting him know that, yo, like, you know, <laughs> I'm good. Like let Usman like think he's doing something. And what happened? He fucked it up again. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm just off of a lot of the referees, though. Okay. All right, so we have uh, one voicemail, and let's play that now. Here we go. Combat sports as a general is suffering from a lack of stars. If you look at boxing since Floyd Mayweather really left, there's no one there. Uh, UFC, Connor is the last star that it has, and if Connor is not winning... There's really less interest in it. And you can see right now, since Connor lost, it's not really anything that catches people's attention. So it is a problem that I think all of combat, combat sports is facing, that they're failing to produce superstars that really crosses over and gets everybody's um, attention. I, I, w- I would subscribe to that, bro. But the issue that, you know, I guess you haven't like honed on it is the UFC don't want to promote their black fighters. And it just so happens a lot of the fucking champions in the UFC just happen to be people of color. And what's the name? Just not like that shit at all right now. Like currently, if you looked at the UFC champions, like you have a lot of them that are black or brown and they either haven't held They haven't held the title for long enough or they just haven't had a fight. Think about it right now. Heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou, right? champion he won the title what in march over stipe now mind you stipe was fighting three times a year because they they swore up and down stipe was like box office i'm like he wasn't box office he just fought daniel cormier too many fucking times nobody was thinking about stipe before the fucking you know the trilogy fight with daniel cormier was he a good fighter yes was he the guy i don't believe so um who else light heavyweight is jan uh Blachowicz, right he won mm-hmm. in 2020 that he's defended the title one time, one time since then. Uh, who else? 
when I talk about like other title champions, Israel Adesanya, right? He is supposed to be box office. Keyword there is supposed to be. He won the title, what? In 2019, he's only defended the belt three times. Kamaru Usman, he fights a lot. I will give him that credit. But the thing is, Usman fights are absolutely fucking boring. If he's not knocking your ass out, he's toying with you for five rounds. He's defended the title four times. So there's that. You have Charles Oliveira. He just won in March over Michael Chandler. Hasn't defended the title since March. Uh, Volonovsky, we talked about him. Do you remember, um, what's his name? Aljamain Sterling. He won this year over Peter Young. Hasn't had a fight since. I can't. I don't even know who the men's flyweight champion is right now, to be completely honest. All, let me look it up. Brandon Moreno, he won in June. I, I don't even know who this dude is. Um, Amanda Nunes, she has two belts at this time, Q. She has the women's featherweight, she defended that twice, and she has the bantamweight, and she defended that five times. Valentina is the flyweight champion, and Rose Nama Nunes is the champ. And even then, most of them, when you look at them, it's like, yo, like, are they box office? Are they stars? No. Amanda? Yes. The rest of them are just like, okay, they're chats for now. But like you said, there's no there's no Connors. There's no Brocks. There's no, um, I'm trying to think of like a John Jones. And the reason for that is because they don't get pushed. And the reason it's hard to get a push when Dana White's like, we have a fucking fight every week, which would make it worse. Because like, okay, if you're having a fight every Saturday, somebody has to be box office enough to just like climb the ranks and nobody's doing it. So is it Dana's fault or is it the fighters? Because last I checked, for the amount of fights, somebody should be box office. But Dana White, for the past 10 to 12 years, he's been pushing a lot of bullshit. I forgot the, the pretty girl, um, the one I used to have a little crush on her, and then she kept getting her ass whooped, and then she went to like street. Uh, Paige Van Zandt. You hear my wife in the background, right? So, so, Paige, so Paige, Van, Paige Van Zandt. She, you know, it was her. It was the... Um, What's his name? Sage Northcutt. It was, um, what's his name? God, I cannot fucking think of his name. Uh, Conor McGregor. And there was like, I forgot the other guy's name. Um, JPP. I, I want to call him JPP, but you know who I'm talking about. The guy who, he's like the John Claude Van Damme of the UFC. Um, and then he ended up retiring early and shit like that. All of them, they were like Dana's guys and girls. And then all of a sudden, they just, they fell off the face of the earth because he was promoting like, the, the pretty people to win titles. And then they just were either crazy like Connor or they looked good and they were just using the UFC as promotion for their own shit. And then they left because Paige right now, she's doing bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> wow. It's, it's disgusting to look at, but moving right along, we got voicemails. All right, here we go. Yeah, but, it's not just about being good that makes you box office. You need to have a little bit of flamboyance about you. Like, I think the last um, big UFC superstar that was black, you can go to um, um, Bones Jones or you can go to Rampage Jackson, but they were flamboyant and they were great at what they do. You got to know how to talk shit, how to promote your fights, and then you could be great. The problem that you have with Usman, with Adesanya, or even with the heavyweight champion, is the fact that they're 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 pretty quiet, bro. Like they don't really talk that much trash before the fights. They don't really do anything that's gonna catch the crowd's attention. Like you gotta be like a little bit of crazy. Like what made even if I go back to um, t- the the money teams, the fact that 
Floyd speaks so much fucking trash. Connor speaks so much fucking trash. So all these guys, all these all these uh, Africans, they're just pretty much they're quiet. Like they don't do anything to catch people's. Let, let me let me let me correct that one because that's a lie. Um, um, Israel okay, Adesanya literally Israel Adesanya literally does fucking concerts before he comes out to the octagon. So that's that's an absolute farce right there. Um, and like having a gimmick. That's for wrestling. They call that the WWE. You don't have to have mm-hmm. a fucking gimmick to come out and fight in the octagon. Think about it. Fucking, um, what's her name? Ronda Rousey didn't have a gimmick. She just literally just mean mugged everybody and just had a sour face during like weigh-ins and shit like that. And she would come in and win a fight. Nobody said, oh, why doesn't she have a stick? Why doesn't she have a gimmick? Um, that recently started around the election shit. I remember like, or, uh, Jorge Masvidal, he, he came out in support of Donald Trump. And the only reason he did that, because he saw that that gained traction. Colby Covington, like, he was getting his ass whooped. To this day, he got his ass whooped by Usman, right? Got his ass whooped by Masvidal. And it's like, okay, what was his antics? Because he couldn't, he clearly couldn't fight. His thing was, oh, he's the guy who wore the MAGA hats, right? That, that's not a talent there. <laughs> That's a, you were the dude who literally was the Trump supporter who pushed yourself up to get into the main event. And we haven't seen you since. Now, all he does is talk, but he doesn't fight. Compared to, and not just the African fighters or anything like that, just like any fighter who has a belt right now, the reason why they're not getting pushed is because the UFC, they need a gimmick. They, like we talked about before, they've become the WWE. Like, if you don't have, like, a character, they don't matter. And I'm, that, that's just my personal opinion, but I can't look at a fighter right now that's in the UFC and be like, you know what? Like, outside of their fighting ability, like, what do they do? Like, do they have fancy theme music? Conor McGregor's the only one that you know for a fact that's his music. But you also know what's happening with Conor McGregor? Like, the buck stop. People stop caring about the fact that, like, oh, you have all these antics if you're getting your ass whooped every time. Yeah, pretty much. Great. Let me ask you a question, Greg. Go for it. Um, all right, it, like as far as UFC goes, do you think it would be a better product um, if Dana White and and you know I don't I don't mean to you know cross into the WWE spectrum or nothing, but you know how they you know they have their two shows a week or whatever, but they have one pay per view a month. Mm-hmm. Do you think UFC could do the same thing? Dana White should have stayed that way. They used to do that, they, right? That's what I used to watch it way back in the day. And, and yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you're fine. I think what happened with them with the UFC is the fact that they have too many. They have too many fighters now that mean they have like no value. And I understand okay. he he's trying to bring like a lot of people into the sport that weren't in the sport before. But the issue is you don't have names anymore. Like Con- like Connor has to be the draw. Even when he loses, like they don't talk about any other fights on that car. But the issue with the UFC, like we talked about a month ago, whenever like one of the big names loses, you never see the replay of the fight. You had to actually watch it or see the highlights on Twitter. Like when Connor's leg broke, you have yet to see a, a clip of that since. And right. the reason the reason for that is because it, it it brings the value down for that fighter. The same way with Ronda Rousey. If you look right now for the clip where um where Holly Holm, was it Holly Holm that kicked her in the head and then she just like fell back? Like I believe so. Yeah. That kick, you don't see. Like ESPN, UFC, they do not promote that. And when they do show it, what they do is they show the Holly Holm kick her foot up in the air and then it cuts away. You never actually see it connect. 
And then the next thing you see is Ronda Rousey standing next to Holly Holm. And you can fact check me if you want, but I have yet to see the entire clip. You can go on the YouTube for UFC and you know, all that, but you will not see those clips because he wants to protect his stars to the point where people in 2021 are still hoping that Brock Lesnar, who is like fucking 52 years old, comes back to the <laughs> UFC. And I'm like, yeah. He has two bad ACLs. He had a hip injury in the WWE. There's no fucking way he's going to the UFC. Um, Daniel Cormier, he was fighting even though he was injured. He went into the trilogy fight with somebody who was like, yo, you already know you're going to get your ass handed to you. Like, it, it started, like, the UFC started to become boxing in the matter of, you know what? Let's just do these trilogy fights because that's what's giving us the money right now. That's what people are drawn to. And right, right. Like, like, did anybody want to see Conor McGregor lose? No. But did we want to see Conor McGregor fight? Absolutely. But now he's lost so much now that the allure of him is like, do we care if we see another Conor fight? Probably not. And it's the complete opposite of, like he said, with Floyd Mayweather, because Floyd Mayweather don't talk shit. That's what I, that's what I think what I was kind of convinced. Well, not convinced. But I was kind of confused with his, you know, with his voice note was he was saying that Floyd Mayweather like talk shit. Floyd don't be wanting to talk to these people. He doesn't want to talk. He doesn't, he doesn't talk shit. He just knock you. He just yeah, he, he, shit. Yeah. He he Q, not only does he not talk shit, he don't even want to beat on you. He just wants to get the check for running around for 12 rounds. He mm-hmm. literally did a, he, he did a fight with somebody and it's documented. He knocked the dude out and held him up just so the fight can continue. <laughs> so, yeah. so sometimes, Floyd, sometimes you, yeah, Floyd is Floyd. all show. He's all show. Yeah, all, sometimes like he's in the ring, he's all show. Oh, absolutely. But you know, to you know, land really quick, like the UFC. What I hope, what my expectations are, are for them to kind of scale back because Dana's thinking like, oh, he has to make this money back from the three months that he didn't do the UFC. You know, they there were no fights between um, what was it, March twenty third and like the what was it like the fourth of July, and then he started to do the oh, we're going to have it on Fight Island every week. I was like, yo, like, why is, there's a fight every week? Like, and they're going, and one week it would be in Abu Dhabi, and then the next week it would be in Vegas. I'm like, yo, like, he's doing a lot to try to recoup this money, which makes me think, like, the UFC is in a hole. And I don't know if you noticed, the Reebok deal, that kind of ended, like, really abruptly. It went from being, you know, sponsored by Reebok to all of a sudden they're being sponsored by uh, Venom. And then when they got sponsored by Venom, it's like, okay, Dana's like, you know what? With Reebok, we couldn't do any sponsorships. We couldn't, you know, the Octagon, it was it just said Reebok. It didn't have any other sponsors on the like Octagon at all. The fighters didn't have any like sponsorships, anything like that. The and then they have Modelo. Yeah, they have Modelo again. They have even crypto.com on all of the you know paraphernalia for them. It's crypto.com. They have the sponsorship with Venom as well. So I'm like, oh, like Dana was hurting. And DraftKings. So it's like, oh, he was hurting so much for that money that he, you know, he lost during that period where they were with Reebok. It was like, oh, like, why are we having so many of these fights? But none of them hold value. So if you look at the card, if you look at the last three UFC cards, just look at the co-main events. Those fighters that you see now, we need to talk about where they're going to be at in December. Because if they're co-main eventing a fight in May, June, and July... They should also be co-main event or potentially getting a title shot. But the issue with Dana is so many of his prized fighters, they're old. They're fucking 38, 39, 40 years old. Cormier was fucking, what, 42 when he fought Stipe last for that trilogy mm-hmm. fight? Mm-hmm. Like, 
at, at that point, you haven't built up people who honestly could be fighting for you for the next 10 years because you keep trying to have these Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior ass fights. Like, yo, like they're old. Like even with John Jones, I don't want to call him old, but it's like, yo, like if he's taking 18 months off every time he fights, either he's getting lucky, he's really good, or eventually it's going to catch up to him. And John Jones, I think he's what, like 33, 34 now? Like he's not going to be able to come back and all of a sudden be like, yo, I'm John, I'm the John Jones that fought Daniel Cormier. Not at all. So. You know, that, that's our, our land there. Let's get these voicemails, though. Actually, and he's 34. John Jones. All right, here we go. I think you met GSP. GSP. Yes, GSP. St. Pierre. Yeah. George St. Pierre. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember that period? Like, Q, you and I, we went to go see that fight. GSP, he came back, he fought, and mind you, he was gone for so long, he came back and got a title fight. We were like, yo, what the fuck? Like, wait, wasn't he was gone for like four or five years? He came back, got a title fight, won, and you know what he did? He relinquished the belt. So it's like, so you did all that for a payday, and we never saw him fight again. Right. Stupid, stupid shit. But next voicemail. Yeah. Yeah, but you you have to know the fighting, in, in a sense, is entertainment. It has to be entertaining. You know, what made Muhammad Ali great is is sitting like a butterfly, felt like a bee. He was very entertaining in the ring, and he was entertaining outside the ring when he had a press conference, when he had weigh-ins. You know, what makes Conor so much great is everything that he says before the fight, not before the fight, like when he has in press conferences, when he's in weigh-ins, when he's in, when they're touring around before. That's what makes these guys, that's what gets the fans' attention. Is it becoming a little gimmicky? Maybe. But hey, that's part of sports entertainment, and you gotta yeah. know the system. So if you're not yeah. gonna do much during the weigh-ins, you're not gonna do much during the press conferences, and you're just gonna have a show before the fight, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get the fans' attention, especially the young fans, the new Gen X these days. They're gonna go what after that, and it has to be a little gimmicky. And you need to know your role, and you need to be smart yeah. and play your role into that. Absolutely, I do agree with that. Um, my only little counter to that is. Look at how that worked for Connor the last time he tried to do the, you know, try to sell a fight. He went overboard and he's gone overboard the last three times he tried to sell a fight. I remember the Khabib shit where he threw the shit into, uh, he threw the chair into the car. I also remember, you know, more recently him giving, he literally told the man's father, his dead father, like that he was the reason for the death and not COVID. That was what, last week, you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, at some point, it's like, all right, like, I understand you're selling a fight, but you're not even selling a fight. This is just who you are, and you're selling yourself at that point. Because nobody's buying that terrible-ass whiskey, by the way. But, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another thing to his point, though, he, he brought up, like, um, all right, like, I used to watch UFC back in the day, like, with, uh, like you said, uh, GSP with George St. Pierre, uh, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, you know, and they had their thing going on mm-hmm. but i also i also used to watch boxing a lot my yep. uh my uncle uh rest in peace he would sit me down when i was a kid and make me watch boxing <laughs> and i didn't want nothing to do with it but yeah. mm-hmm. as far as him saying like a gimmick and everything mike tyson didn't have a gimmick mm-hmm. everybody he drew the crowd because he would just beat the shit out of somebody mm-hmm. you know and there was no gimmick involved there was no flashy interview or, or weigh in or nothing. You know, he would plain black boots, plain black trunks, 
and just come in and whoop a dude's ass in 91 seconds. So, yeah, yeah like I'm here's the thing I'm all for, and I think you are too, Lou, when it comes to like, and Q as well. Like, we like to be entertained by the gimmicks and stuff like that. I'm cool with that, but the issue is like, I also need to be entertained in the fight. Like, if you're right. going and you're, you know, giving us these gimmicks for fight week and even the build up to that shit. And then all of a sudden, like your fight, you're getting your ass handed to you like Derek Lewis, or you talked about how you're going to fuck somebody's wife and you're going to do this, that, and the third. And then after you get your ass handed to you, like at that point, you should be humbled. Connor is still in like, you know, like actor mode. Like he's doing like the hill shit that even if like Kane lost the undertaker, he still wants to try to bury him alive. Even after the loss, it's like, but Connor, like, no. And the reason for that, in my personal opinion, is because we've kind of we kind of blurred the lines between like, like not even just UFC, like MMA and like sports entertainment. I don't want to just call the WWE because you know it's kind of disrespectful because all wrestling has some type of gimmicks and shit like that. But the art of sports entertainment is entertaining. But I'm talking as somebody who is an MMA fan who you know would like to see more of the community be MMA fans, but the legacy people like us who've been watching for years on years, like we know things change, but right now it's hard to be like somebody new who's coming into UFC and you don't know who to root for other than Conor McGregor because of the antics. Like right. if I can't, if I can't pinpoint another fighter for you to enjoy, because it's like, Oh, I can't really identify these people for you. And the people that I started watching it for, like you wouldn't either like them or they're gone now. Imagine telling somebody, oh, yeah, well, John Jones is one of the best fighters. And then you look and he's like, oh, he's 34. The last time he fought was 18 months ago. But guess what? People are still fighting for a title that he relinquished and they only had one title run. Imagine telling someone, oh, yeah, like outside of what Amanda Nunes, like name a champ and you can't. Right. I so, agree. You know, for me, like I, I think my last little ditch effort to, you know, kind of like wrap this up with UFC is I just do not want Dana White taking what he thinks he's learning from Vince McMahon in the, the WWE business and applying it to the UFC because the UFC is not built that way. It was never structured that way. And for him to have the amount of fighters that he has, I personally would like a cohesive like pay-per-view event. Um, he already does every week, you know, 10 to 12 fights. Um, sometimes like eight to 10, but some, for the most part, it's like 10 to 12 fights and they don't matter. They're just fights that are happening because he needs to fill a card and none of them have a, when is the next time we're going to see them? Cause you don't get a chance to actually enjoy that fighter unless you really follow them. And it's hard to follow them when every week it's like somebody new at some point you got to be like, all right, there's too many people to keep up with. I know for a fact, I like, you know, Derek Lewis, but when is the next time Derek Lewis might fight? Oh, he might fight in six months. And he might get a title fight. It's like, didn't he just lose? I could have sworn he just lost. Um, <laughs> the, somebody I can, uh, you know, I'm going to land here. Um, do you remember Cowboy Cerrone? Yeah. Like, do you remember there was like that period where like Cerrone was on like every UFC card? It, it felt like, he felt like Randy Orton for UFC. It was like, you know what? Who you can depend on every fucking like card? Him. He would be there. It would be an entertaining fight. He was like a, a name to the point where he was getting endorsements for like doing movies and shit we don't get those fighters anymore every week it's like oh well this new up-and-coming fighter he's a teacher and you know he decided he wanted to develop a ufc career 
and then he wins and then we never see the dude again it's like okay um <laughs> like i because I, 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 think about it, that's what happened on saturday there was a ufc fighter and they were saying oh you know he's a teacher and you know his whole class is you know they're following this and you know he wanted to you know quit his teaching job during the pandemic and blah 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 blah, blah. i was like oh like, i can get with this and then after the fight like they never spoke about him again and then like Dana White in the post conference, they were talking about him, and he was like, "Oh, well, we'll try to get him more fights in the future." It's like, bro, like he literally just knocked somebody's fucking head off. And you tell, him, like, no, like that's what people want to see. They want a story and a name to go with the person that they like. Right, like Con- right. Conor McGregor, Sean O'Malley, like those two, like Sean O'Malley, literally, he's known now as like the weed dude who created himself as the guy who would literally walk up on you, punch you once, and then walk away. That's who Sean O'Malley is. Conor McGregor is him for every reason that he's. Conor McGregor. Outside of that, we have nobody. So, new UFC fans, good luck. All right. Um, so, great conversation about the UFC. Let's go ahead and begin to wrap this show up. Yes, sir. Award season. But before we get into award season, I just want to quickly, uh, we didn't really do any NBA news. Uh, Luka Doncic just got the bag. Mm-hmm. He just got the bag, $207 million. He's just signed a $207 million extension, five-year, $207 million extension, uh, Supermax. Um, yeah, Luca, you got the bag. And you literally got Serbia a medal. So mm-hmm. there you go. That, and that's uh, that. So go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> no, nah, I was just going to say congratulations to him, man. It's well-deserved. Um, a, a lot of these players, like we, you know, I guess it's coming full circle. Like we talked about the players who deserve and the players who don't. Luca deserves that contract. Yes, oh, he absolutely. does. Absolutely. 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 All right. So moving on to the final segment of the show, which is our weekly awards. So I had an award for this week, and we all know what that is it's the Kirk Cousins living in a box. Um, award and that, <laughs> that award goes to actually I gotta give it to two now Kirk Cousins definitely gets it but you know what? who also gets it this week Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson <clears throat> two quarterbacks who one tested positive for COVID two the other was a close contact of uh, someone who tested positive, but instead of going wanting to go get the vaccine to protect not one, not just themselves, but their teammates, their, their team, their their family, their teammates, their teammates' families. Uh, Lamar's like, I need to do more research on the vaccine, and Kirk is like, Well, I'll just, I, I, I'll build a, I'll, I, I'll build a plexiglass box. In the in, anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They they get they get this week's Kirk Cousins living in a box award. Yeah, huh, boy. Um, I'll make this quick. Um, the Bill O'Brien, you know, you done fucked up, right? Award is going to the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> um, huh, y- y'all watch baseball? I don't, but um, uh, apparently, uh, a Rockies fan is getting blamed for saying the N word. <laughs> At a game when they were actually shouting 
for the fucking team mascot. And the, 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 the similarities in the name is so funny that, like, Dinger. 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 Like, <laughs> the fact that it's like, come on, like so I, I wanted to end the show and, like, note with that one because it, it was so funny. I was like, it has to get an award. I just don't know which one to give it. So it's definitely getting that you know you fucked up, right? Because here's the thing. Everybody fucked up. We don't know what they meant. We don't know if they were being racist or not. But the fact that the Colorado Rockies, they came out with a, um, an article, like an apology. They said, the, uh, the Colorado Rockies are disgusted at the racial slur by a fan directed at the Marlins' Lewis Brinson during the ninth inning of today's game. Although the subject was not identified prior to the end of the game, the Rockies are still investigating this incident. So they did a pan and zoom on this video. I lied to you not. <laughs> they said, if you look closely, he was trying to get the attention of Dinger, the Rockies mascot. So, and as you, if you listen to the video, it doesn't, it does indeed sound like he could have been saying Dinger instead of the N word. Some are still convinced though, saying that they can't quite hear the D sound, but in our minds, the context pretty much clears it up. Um, yeah yeah oh my goodness don't be a dinger that is funny don't be a dinger (laughs) wow (sighs) I hate it here oh god oh god All right. any other awards for this week (laughs) oh um go ahead uh, oh um uh, last little thing, um, Lamar Jackson. I meant everything that Q said, and I didn't even say it. So yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, all right. Since, since I don't really give out these awards, um, do you guys have one that's like a what are you thinking award? Something like that. What'd you say? Like one of the awards you give out is uh, like is it like a. You know, what were you thinking? Oh, award the, or something the, like oh, the Come On Man Award? Okay, either way. I, 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 it was, oh, the, the um, uh, Doc Rivers, Come On Man. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, I, I actually have an award this week. Um, and it will be the Doc Rivers Come On Man Award. And I'm going to give it to the city of Cleveland. Oh, my. Uh, well, I did a little research and, uh, I found out that they, you know, they recently renamed their baseball team, the guardians for next year. Nobody knew why they said it was because of a statue on a bridge and everything like that. But then I guess, uh, they dug a little deeper and found out that there is a men's roller derby team. Based right outside of Cleveland, I believe, that are called the Cleveland Guardians. Wow. So my award is going to go to the city of Cleveland for naming their baseball team after a men's roller derby team. Wow. Um, LeBron, this is somehow your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Lord. Um, I'm looking forward to next week, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, I have one more. I have one more. Uh-oh. I have one Uh-oh. more. And it's and it, it, the Bill of no, the Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here Award goes to 
JaVale, JaVale McKee. Because why are you still playing? <laughs> and why do you have a gold medal? And why are you a three-time champion? Why? 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 Why are you still here? Why are you still here? All yes, the man bro. knows is how to win ships. <laughs> yeah. And medals. Yeah, buddy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I had to get that one out. That one was funny. Yeah. JaVale McGee. JaVale fucking McGee. JaVale McGee. Q's going so to be so mad next week when JaVale McGee wins an award that he doesn't deserve. He's like, yo, he won a Grammy? What in the hell is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he won a Grammy? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Or, or, or what would be worse is if fucking Space Jam ends up winning an award and JaVale McGee is a part of that shit. And you're like, yo, did this man won an Oscar, <laughs> but he wasn't. But he wasn't in the credits. <laughs> oh my God! Was Javale McGee and Uncle Drew? <laughs> was he in Uncle Drew? He should have. I, I, I was just going to say. I think he should have been. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. It's like saying Draymond Green. <laughs> Draymond yeah. Green. Draymond. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Draymond Green. <laughs> God, oh, you know what? You know what? So, this story, I saw this story, it was on, I saw this story on Twitter um, uh, earlier today, and our favorite, um, our favorite fascists over at Fox News um, published a story, published a story, and the story was, this is the headline on Twitter, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green were drunk in quotation marks, doing Team USA celebration. Should I go in and read the story? Yes, read please. The story? Oh, yes, read please. All right, so United States men's basketball players Kevin Durant and Draymond Green were seen celebrating during the team's bus ride to the airport after the U.S. defeated France and won gold at the Tokyo Olympics this month. Green posted a series of Instagram videos to social media highlighting the team's celebration. Durant, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, among others, were seen drinking LeBron James' Lobos tequila. Both Green and Anthony Davis are also investors in the liquor company as well. Hey, Brian, hey, Brian, 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 Durant shouted out in one video. He got Lobos in the cup. Um, Greg, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you this tweet. And if you can, if you can play this video. Oh, no, we're going to start the show. We're going to start the show next week with that. We definitely okay. start okay. next week with that. Okay, so um, let me go back to the article. Sorry, let me go back to the article. Uh, just a bunch, quote, just a bunch of gold medalist man, Green said in the video, and Lobo's in the cup. In the video, Green tagged James as well as business partner Maverick Carter. Boston Celtics superstar Jason Tatum, who also played a key role for Team USA, was heard in the, was heard in the video saying that both Green and Durant were drunk. Lobo's tequila decline decided to retweet the video Team USA celebrating. Quote the drink of the champs, all for the pack, Team USA the tweet read. <laughs> James also retweeted the viral video and said, Absolutely, congrats, man. That that's the story. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so we all know. If you watch Fox News, you're drunk every day. I mean, example one is one of their hosts, Janine Pirrell, her box one. Example two was all the MAGA idiots who um, want to overthrow democracy. But we're not going to go there. Why is it 
that Fox News really had to publish this story. Why is this important? So they were drunk. Some of them were drunk. And they just won a gold medal, even though yeah, they're right. Like, they just won a gold medal. They're on the team bus. It's not like they're driving, endangering public lives by drinking and driving. They're on the they're on a bus driven by a professional driver who's completely sober. Why is that why was that worthy of a of a of a story? Just why? I don't I, why. It's because they're black. Is it uh, like mm. the, Fox News has enough to like manufacture outrage every day to keep the root to, to keep their rubes outraged and upset and angry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that really important? Like you couldn't publish a story and say, "Hey, Team USA won their fourth straight their fourth straight gold medal." Mm-hmm. You couldn't you couldn't publish a story and say Kevin Durant played his ass off, which he honestly did. Like, exactly. respect. Yep. You can you can you couldn't say that Draymond Green played superior defense played superior defense and, and is another reason why Team USA won their fourth straight gold. No, you had to publish a story and say, oh, they were drunk celebrating their gold medal. Really? Fuck you, Fox News. So we're gonna <laughs> end the show on that. We're gonna end the show on that. Social media is everyone. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. Uh, at Little Italy, that's L-I-T-T-L-I-T-A-L-Y. And you can find me protecting all the horses in the Olympics. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Oh, man. You can follow the show on Instagram at YBBothered and on Twitter at Oh shit, I forgot again. Damn it. Okay, Instagram and Young Black. Instagram, Young Black Pod. And on Twitter at YB Bothered. Oh God, I thought I was going good. Okay, so let's start it again. Let's start it again. You can find, you can follow the show on Twitter at YB Bothered and on Instagram at Young Black Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at QDZ1906. Fuck Instagram at six. That shit sucks. And, and before we close the show, I want to give, I want to make one very important correction. Um, earlier in the, in the discussion, we were talking about Leroy Butler, um, Hall of Fame candidacy. He is the player that I meant to say that was uh, in jail for rape is Darren Sharper. Darren uh, Sharper. Not Leroy. Darren Sharper, not Leroy Butler. So I, I definitely want to, uh, you know, uh, in the in the interest of transparency, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to, I, I definitely want to highlight that um, glaring miscorrection that I made, um, and speak on the record and make and and correct that um, for sure. So mm-hmm. Darren Sharper, not Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler gets into the Hall of Fame next year, and with that, we will see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Peace. Peace out, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get 
for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 